Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Laying in a coffin, but I'd have made it through the pain and strife. It's my time 
brother put this on for us, you know, and, and uh, I don't know if people heard this before, but it's, it is a, uh, it's a lecture with Automatic, Dr. John Henry Clark, Dr. Amos Wilson. Um, all three of them come on back to back. Very informative, very informative program. Um, you know, I'm just going to give y'all a little piece of it, give y'all a little piece of the opening Bible automatics, get a little piece of that, then we're going to hit you off with a little piece of uh hit you off with that, then we're going to the, we'll go to the news, but I just want to give a little, a little opening, just give us a, 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 a nice, nice way to go tonight. So if the family don't mind, you know, we're going to let uh, Bible automatics hit on for a little bit. And then we'll get right in and then we'll get right into the news. All right. Black power. Oh, hold on, you know what I wanna do though? I'm gonna have to hit the hit the board before I before I do that though. Let me Back to the boards. Let me see. All right, here we go. We're gonna get this rocking right now. Then. What do we want? What do we want? What do we want? When do we want it? When do we want it? When do we want it? Call the person next to you. Let them know that you're glad that they are now.
is to have a pathologist on duty at all times. Because strange things are happening to black people momentarily and prematurely. The revelation yesterday and the death today of Reginald Lewis, I think, clearly points out that there are some mysterious drugs and other paraphernalia that apparently is not detectable by the naked eye that is knocking us over. We should be absolutely alarmed each one of us, as to the ease in which they can knock us off. Bloodless killings. No gunshot, no knives, just somebody kill over. Certainly, Harold Washington was one of those killings of black leadership that would not bend, buckle, and bow. Reginald Lewis was not Harold Washington, in no real respect of the word. We want to make that clear. But you don't really have to be in Harold Washington to be an endangered person in America. Reginald Lewis entered in the secret society of white supremacy. And he ultimately had to pay for it. It demonstrates to anybody here in this country that there are no opportunities for black folks. I don't care who you are. I don't care how clean you keep your nose. There's only two relationships that black folks can enjoy, if you call that enjoyment, and that as being either a servant in a master-servant relationship or an agent. Only two kinds of relationships. Reginald Lewis sought to become a partner in global white supremacy. And it was off limits to him. Now, how did this come about? Three weeks ago, I got a call from a friend of mine who is engaged in high finance, and he had just uh, come back. We were engaging in a conversation, and it got to Reginald Lewis and Michael Milliken. A lot of people are not aware of why Michael Milliken was put in jail. There are various books out that deal with some aspects of this. But this is very important for us to begin understanding global white supremacy. Michael Milliken was summoned, and this is just not me talking, this is part my investigation and part my reliance 
on my friend who certainly has the credentials in this area. Michael Milliken was summoned to the offices of the aristocratic Jews in America. And they brought him in because he had violated one of the rules of white supremacy. These members of the ruling class informed him, keep him hotel Gary Byrne, let's give him a big hand. Gary, yeah, I just thought of warming this up for a minute. But, but you're still in charge because you're still the chief. But we just wanted to run through some things real quick before you got here because uh, certainly nobody can get us started better than Gary. And I even said that when I stood up. Am I right? You can't get in trouble with the chief. But I bear witness <laughs> that I told everybody that I just wanted to say a few things early. But they informed Reginald Lewis that they had two problems. First one, they might be able to live with. Second, they could not live with. As you know, Jews are into a class structure. They go try to imitate them. Y'all know that. And Milliken was told that there were two things that he could not do. One, he could not bring lower class Jews into the aristocracy. And that's what he was doing with junk bonds. And secondly, they had a real serious problem with his assistance that allowed Reginald Lewis to take over Beatrice Foods. And because Milliken would not on his commitments to Lewis and to many other Jews that he had helped buy out all of these corporations, which was threatening the wasp. Because the Jews said, look, we already got a nice thing going on in America. We don't want to blow it. You're messing things up. And because Milliken refused to go back on his commitments, he was indicted. Much of this is in the Den of Thieves, book by James Stewart. Milliken, after getting indicted, tried to improve his image in the black community in New York City because he was going to be tried in Manhattan. 
And so he then contacted Bill Tatum and Percy Sutton, according to the Den of Thieves, to attempt to improve his image because obviously many of the jurors were going to be black. And he felt as though he could be saved with blacks on the jury because we're the most fair-minded people in the world. Well, anyway, he eventually pled guilty. And as many of you know now, he just recently was put into a halfway house. So it's very interesting at a time that he was getting ready to come back out of jail that Reginald Lewis dies mysteriously. But I think that what that really points out is that in this country, there are certain groups where black folks need not apply. That's nothing new to us. The barriers of the 50s and 60s where white folks had signs saying you need not apply still exist in the 90s. A few years ago, many of you may remember Crazy Joe Gallo. Crazy Joe Gallo did time in the penitentiary, came out, and decided that he was going to integrate the mob. Right now, he's pumping daisies. It began to point out how serious this whole thing is about the, the ruling class, white supremacy. Because in both Milliken's case and in Gallo's case, they sought to violate that in order to bring about opportunities for blacks. And in each instance, it did not work. And so I think tonight that somebody should seriously examine the body of Reginald Lewis. But I doubt very seriously that a man within 24 hours just expires from the face of the earth. To begin, just very briefly, I want to read this passage out of a magazine called American Demographics. American Demographics is a monthly magazine that studies populations and population profiles. Now, that's very important because if one thing that white people are concerned about is population and population profile, demographics is one area that they study very studiously. This article addresses the tastes and preferences of blacks in America. And it starts off reading this. For African Americans, the die was cast nearly 400 years ago. Their ancestors' sale into slavery still shapes their actions, attitudes, interests, and choices today. The first black Americans came from different tribes and different regions 
same languages, and they were often separated from their families when they entered this country. Blacks didn't come to America seeking opportunity. They were the opportunity. Let me read that again, last sentence anyway. Blacks didn't come to America seeking opportunity. They were the opportunity. This is in the current issue of American demographics. And it talks about various tastes and preferences of black people. And in many ways, it seems to be somewhat accurate. But what is interesting is this whole notion about opportunity. And when it talks about we didn't come here to seek opportunity, we were the opportunity. And we still are the opportunity. When people from Eastern Europe and Germany and Israel talk about coming to America, they are talking about coming to Harlem and Bed-Stuy and South Bronx because you are still the opportunity. And you are the opportunity because of the way that you spend your money. That's why you are the opportunity, because of the way that you spend your money. You are not investing your money. You are not saving your money. You are spending foolishly your money, and spending it with someone who does not look like you. So when we began to look at this whole notion of white supremacy, black people today said, well, we need the Marshall Plan. Everybody who has the Urban League always talk about the Marshall Plan. Well, they put the Marshall Plan in effect in black America in 1950. At the same time, they were putting it in effect in Europe because the purpose of the market plan was not to rebuild economies. The purpose of the market plan was to control markets all over the world. And white folks control black markets thoroughly. And it is that struggle for black markets which is at the core of white supremacy. The struggle for black markets, the struggle for Asian markets, the struggle for Indian markets, the struggle for Latin American markets is at the core of this whole notion of white supremacy. Well, what is interesting about this article is that while white people are acknowledging that our die has already been cast, according to them, that we've already been irreparably harmed, according to them, Congressman Conyers has introduced a reparations bill into Congress, not demanding reparations, but asking white Congress to determine if we are entitled to reparations. Now, white folks, by this article, 
class has admitted that your die has already been cast and that your behavior today is a direct product of your being kidnapped and exploited for over 400 years, and the only thing that our leadership is doing is asking white folks to study whether we are, in fact, entitled to reparations. And then, if we are entitled to reparations, it should be put set in a fund and not given to us individually. If we are entitled to reparations, totally contrary to the way that Jews from Germany are receiving their reparations. All right? Totally contrary to the way the Japanese just got theirs. Right? Totally contrary to all of that. So I submit tonight that we are faced with hopeless leadership in the black community. One of the reasons why Hitler went to war was because of reparations. Reparations were imposed on Hitler during World War I, and he said that I would never be a slave. And so he said that the German people were superior to all races, including other whites. A notion of racial superiority, whether just white, global white supremacy, with global German white supremacy. And so Hitler went to war to deal with that. So when we began to talk about global white supremacy, the term global takes on a special meaning because everything today is global. Global markets, global trade, global banking, and global peacekeeping forces. Going into countries like Somalia under, quote, humanitarian purposes. But the essence of white supremacy, global white supremacy, the essence of it is one belief system. That's the essence of white supremacy, one's belief system. In order for white supremacy to succeed, we must believe that white folks are superior in order for white supremacy to succeed. We are controlled by our beliefs. We are controlled by our beliefs. 1492 was a great year for Europeans. because, quote, they discovered America. It was a great year because their belief systems were shattered in 1492. The one thing that kept white predators from ravaging all of the world before then was the fact that they believed that the world was flat. And therefore, they could would refuse to go out too far from shore. And so the rest of the world was safe. The rest.
what that really talked about was unjust laws. And both King and Malcolm had the same goals in mind. But their tactics were different. When Malcolm talked about civil rights and human rights, when King talked about just laws and unjust laws, they were talking about the same thing. They just had different consequences. Malcolm believed that if his rights were not respected, he had a right to self-defense. King believed that you should submit to your authority. But their goals were the same. Neither one of them believed in complying with unjust laws. And Malcolm talked about human rights rather than civil rights. And this posed a problem for white Americans. That right there posed a problem. And that's why Malcolm and Martin had to die. Because in order to be a ruler, you have to formulate rules. That's the essence of being a ruler. That's why they call it a ruler, because a ruler has the power and the ability to define and implement rules. And so when we look at global white supremacy, we have gone from a period of colonial rule to a period of constitutional rule. Listen. We have gone from a period of colonial rule to a period of constitutional rule. And that is why African countries or in sync today. Since 1965, as the year that Malcolm was assassinated, since 1965, three-fourths of the world's constitution were drafted. Since 1965. And they were drafted by white America. The Constitution of Zimbabwe, for example, was drafted by a Mr. Blomstein, professor at Rutgers University, Bangladesh, was drafted by America. You know what kind of shape Bangladesh is in today? Liberia. Constitution was drafted by America. You look at South Africa, they are, they are making the same mistake. They are sitting down with these white supremacists talking about drafting a constitution. You've been under the constitution for about 128 years and you haven't gone nowhere. Nowhere. Every time you get in trouble, you tell your constitutional rights. That's why you're in trouble, because of the Constitution. Black Power, people 48, my whole chat. What do do out there tonight, family? Let me get this line right. Hit Brother Barney, move line. I'm going to joints real quick.
All right. Black Power Family, a little, little automatic before we set it off, you know what I mean? Give us a little context on this white supremacy. We go right into the news, you know what I mean? What to do out there tonight, though, family? I use uh, Brother Rahe Rule. I think that's Brother Cause out there, Sister Kamir. Black Power, baby, for ODA, death to the crack of beef. I say on that, Black Power, BB for Hodier, death to the cracker beast. Black Power, Black Power family. Here we are. We're going to get in a little bit of news. Like I said, though, you know, we let a little Bible automatics go off, you know. Uh, let them open our mind up to a couple different thoughts where we need to, where we need to be at, you know. Um where we going and where we came from. But with that being said, though, we're going to, like I said, we're going to jump into some news. We're going to deal with, we're going to deal with all 10, you know, we're going to start to deal, we're going to start to get in 10 different news stories today. You know what I mean? Start to get in 10 different news stories, dealing with all the, uh, all the specific areas of war, or the specific areas of um, people activity, or ten areas of people activity, and uh, and see what this racism, white supremacy, uh, got going on for us. The first article, though, that I do want to put in is something that I, I was speaking on earlier, a couple months back. We were talking about this. Um, matter of fact, we all were talking about it. We put a couple, a little bit of information on this Black Lives Matter movement, how it was um, actually an undercover. Um, homosexual movement. That really, that's what it was about. It was a co-opted of uh, uh, African. It was a co-opted of uh, African values in order for us to get, you know, a, a lot of us are co-opted, you know, our values and our moral stance in order to get air and recognition for tragedies that were being had in the community. So we allowed gunk come in and coordinate um, events and be part of events that were really about, that were really um, put together under the guise of being for African family, African revolution, African retribution, you know, African awareness. And when they really are put together by these gums, none of these things are being put forth, you know. There's no thought of how we are going to get up out of this situation, no rebuilding of uh, family structure, because how can you rebuild family structure with man and man? So, you know, there's no real talk of, of man, woman, and child, how to rebuild the family, and that's the most integral part of the nation, and the rebuilding of the nation, the rebuilding of the family has to be, uh, you know, on the high. You know, secondary... I would think that would be secondary after education, you know, be uh, in the right mind to preserve your African family. But I would say African family is way up there. So, you know, we got the gump. The gump doesn't come out. I mean, I mean, let me get this. Let me get this for the people real quick. Let me get this real fast. But the chump doesn't come out. I say it done did a, you know, Open that up. 
like, yo, early I was like, yo, I'm going to play a little clip. And when I went to the group and I seen this deal, I was like, oh, shit. I said, yo, this is the lecture right here. So I'm glad you put that in there. It was definitely some heat in there. Hey, I just, oh man, I gotta, I gotta thank the family out there in New York for putting this on, uh, Bobo Maddox down here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, you know, I really didn't know about how much the about how much work the man was putting in. You know what I'm saying? And and I mean, I gotta salute to him. You know what I'm saying? And hope he keep putting it in for us, and we can keep spreading that word. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I one time. Like you said, he he putting in he putting in work. He's solid on the ground. He's solid on the ground. And actually, um, I I hit him up. I'm actually waiting for him to give me a ring back. You know, he be kind of busy. I'm gonna have to hit the, hit the brother PB and have the brother PB give him a ring for me. But I want to put this in real quick, man, for the family real quick. Let me put this in. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me find what the glass, let me find what glass stands for first. Let me find what glass stands for. Because I, I really, I really don't know. I don't keep all them gunk, little acronyms in my goddamn head like that. The definition of this. Glass, the Global Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. Oh, my God. This is a faggot ADL. <laughs> this, is, this is the fag ADL. All right. So he went to the fag ADL. Let me see. The GLAD, um, they got a media award. Let me see. Let me see. Let me um. Let me go to I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go to their site first, so we get a good good understanding of who these who these fags is first. Oh, oh, go his name right there. Let me see. Glad about glad. Glad, glad, sirs. Let me see. Glad works to share stories from the LGBT community. Uh, glad brings characters and plot lines to movies, theater, television sets, and even comic books. Working with writers, producers, and studios to ensure accurate and diverse representations of LGBT people on the biggest, small screens. These are the ones making sure facts is in media all over the place. Um, they work with print, broadcast, and online news sources. And um, when news outlets get it wrong, GLAD is there to respond and advocate for fairness and accuracy. Like I said, this is the fact ADL. GLAD, um, it's personal. GLAD rewrites the script for LGBT acceptance. As a dynamic media force, GLAD tackles tough issues to shape the narrative and provoke dialogue that leads to cultural change. GLAD protects all that has been accomplished and creates a world where everyone can live the life they love. Hmm. 
on now. He went he went to Glad. But you remember who that you remember who, who he was, right? That that fan, you remember who he was, right? That's the one that, during the Ferguson shit that uh you know what I'm saying, they kept saying now now I wondered I have wondered, man, how was he the only one out of everybody was able to you know what I'm saying <laughs> was able to was able to still be out there, man, you know what I'm saying? But that's the one that they pulled up on him and swooped him in that truck real quick. Yeah. Look, man, he, he, he That should have just that was just red flags hitting us right there, man. You know, like come on man. Who else can do that shit, bro? You know we had the red flags all over him. He you know what I mean? They the black lives now the movement, man. They've been, they've been all, they've been all over the place, man. They all over the place, man. This bag right here, this boy ain't even had no job, no nothing, man. But could be at every, every fucking every day. event, for real. How you ain't got no money, man? But you can, you can travel the country ASAP anytime something happening, you there, and not anytime, but anytime that shit is on TV, you there. Yeah, square business, square business. Just for the ones that's on TV. Yup. Anytime it's on TV, I'm trying to get the brother from out there in St. Louis to come on, man. He that, you know, you probably caught a couple clips on the brother Darren out there in St. Louis, man. You know, you probably caught a couple clips on cussing the crackers out out there, cussing yeah. the supporters and shit like that. I'm trying to get the brother on because he, he, you know, I I wasn't uh, friends with him. You know, I didn't I didn't know I didn't know who he was. I've seen some of his clips, but you know, I didn't get on Facebook. And, and, and friend him or nothing like that, but then I see that he was on Facebook, friended him, man, and, and some of the information that he dropped, man, he dropping some real jewels up there, really putting people on to what's exactly going on on the ground out there in, in Ferguson. Oh, and and he really and he really exposing how the fag movement really came in and really swept the energy away from what Ferguson, from what was going on in Ferguson. And how a lot of them set up uh, a lot of funds and shit like that, and been snatching up the money. It's another cracker. It's a cracker out there too. Matter of fact, I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to get that information on that cracker right too. The cracker named Sean King, and he been pretending like he's black or mixed or some shit. He been pretending, and and he been uh, setting up. Matter of fact, he he's supposed to set up a, a account for Tamir Rice, a GoFundMe that snatch money up out of there. Had another program and set up some money, and they ain't never distributed no money to nobody. But it's a lot of, and that's a lot of what's been going on. A lot of fundraising been going on, and when things like that happen, the thing about when you, when you fundraise like that, and and people don't actually see, uh, benefits out of that fundraising, then you make, that make black people. Less more as a whole look bad for real. Yeah, man, that fuck us up because then we don't want to support each other because we like, man, they ain't gonna rob me, man. Yeah, for real. You know, and we don't, and, and we be wanting to support each other, but who wants to support somebody when you when, and you robbed me just the other day? Now I'm gonna do it again. I ain't that slow. Nobody want to be. You know what I mean? Ain't nobody that goddamn slow to do that. So, 
Uh, then we also got to remember that, you know, we, we sit there and watch the damn Black Lives Matter motherfuckers smash the mic out of a presidential election. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, out of... Uh, what you call a presidential nominee, they went up there and snatched the mic out of his hand. I'm saying, when we ever would see something like that, man? Where the Secret Service at? You know what I'm saying? This is shit we just ain't never finna see with no regular nigga, man. You know what I'm saying? Right, you get in a position to be able to snatch the mic from a presidential candidate. Yeah. What? You snatch the that mic. That shit just don't even make no, it don't even sound logical, bro. Hold up, and you didn't get the Security? Yeah, you ain't get. That's what I was thinking about, bro. <laughs> Security? Motherfuckers, just snatch the phone. Wrap them up. Thank that motherfucker, man. Wrap them up, man. ASAP. Son, you're supposed to be wrapped up. I'm saying, yo, listen. Listen, I'm presidential candidate. If as much paper as that cracker got, yo, when I hit, when I hit security, if you touch, if you... But anything that I got and my security ain't already put you down, they fired there ASAP. ASAP, for real. For real. What's going how on? They, how was they able to get that close? Yeah, how did they get that close to me? Y'all out of here, man. Y'all out of here. All of y'all is out of here. You're all fired. Everyone. Because that's that don't supposed to happen. You're right about that, brother. You're right about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They running that, because they running that bullshit on us, and we just, you know, that's the reason why we got this, you know, we got to expose that. We got to expose that, because a lot of our people caught up in that Black Lives Matter, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. Here in New Haven now, man, they got people here where I'm at in this city, man, they Black Lives Matter, New Haven, and some and some goddamn homosexuals, is, is, or women homosexuals in the shit. They try to cover recruit niggas. Yeah, woo, 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 woo. I said, oh, no, I can't do that. can't do that. You know what I'm saying? You did, but I can't do that. Plus, y'all don't know nothing. Oh. Y'all, you just started doing They don't know shit. You start doing this six months? Listen, man, I'm not saying that, y'all, it ain't about, it ain't about the amount of time. It's about the amount of dedication. You got to dedicate yourself with this, with this side of a historical context. And then, if you... If it's six months, you got your historical context right, ready, man. Go out and do whatever, do whatever. But if you ain't, if you don't understand what we're dealing with, like with that, yo, nearly full of right. If you don't understand racism, white, racism, white supremacy, everything else you think you understand, only gonna confuse you. Shit gonna confuse you. I mean, you ain't got no oh. grasp of history. Shit gonna confuse the fuck out of you. You're going to swear you got this shit right, but you ain't. But the, if you don't got the context right for how you got to this, this situation, man, you might you might present an answer, and it might correct the problem, but only for then, because you didn't see yep. how this problem actually started. Mm-hmm. So it might go good. You might figure you got it fixed, and it might be fixed for 30, 40 years. And that shit's going to fuck right back up. You know what I mean? And so that'd be a lot of a lot of problem with a lot of things that we're seeing is that a lot of people got energy, and the people who got the energy are able to um, secure funds from people who already know what the situation is, so they can be easily led down the wrong goddamn path and leading other people under the guise that yo, 
I know something because I'm out here leading. I'm out here in the forefront. Don't you see me? Don't you see me? And people see you and and, and figure that you have the quality to be a leader because they see you there. Mm -hmm. Not understanding that it's not a quality of leadership. It was it was um, opportunity and timing that got you in that situation. Ashe, and you know, uh, we also got Farrakhan uh, bigging up Black Lives Matter at that sham march as well. And I just want to um, give a black power to you, Brother Bourne, because when they first came on the scene, you was already peeping that something wasn't right with the shit because they had instant placards. You know, it's supposed to be a... Uh, a, a group of um, regular people, heads, and y'all got all kind of super professional printed shit and everything else. Oh, oh. Immediately, everywhere y'all went, y'all got this shit. Everywhere. I'm like, how y'all get funds like that? That, that shit costs. So I'm telling y'all, that shit costs to get them sides made up. They don't get them since way for free. And I remember, man, the motherfuckers did that shit out here, right? Uh, the shit that happened in McKinney where the little girl got slammed. Man, that shit happened, I think, on a Wednesday, bro. On Friday, the motherfuckers had thousands of niggas down here, man, from out of town. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, what's that happen? You're like, where the fuck all these out of towners come from? Yeah. Where the fuck these niggas come from? Get paid to get there. Get paid to be there. This ain't summer jobs. This, you know who this was? It was a bunch of students, college teachers, all summer. They had been getting paid by the government to go out mm-hmm. and protest. Mm-hmm. Then, up, you see, ain't no The only people who still out protesting is the motherfuckers who ain't got who just homeless now. It's the homeless white people protesting now. <laughs> I have shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, is, it is. You know, you got you. Black people still coming out. We got certain things, that, but it ain't no, you see, we ain't getting no protesting going on. We ain't seen no big major, major nothing in a long time. We ain't seen no major anything in a long time. Brother Bone, I'm not surprised, though. You know, um, when, when it comes out that uh, at least two of the founding uh, members was homosexuals, uh, dealing with the white sexual perversion, and they are are more interracial, you know. They fighting for immigrant rights and all of this other shit. I'm not surprised about this um man practicing white perverted sex. I, I'm not surprised. And when you see the girl, I, I was like, yo, y'all. I'm like, yo, look, when I first seen him, I said, oh, nah, man. He's super effeminate. Now, I was like, yo, he's super effeminate. I don't know if he's a fag, but he looked mad, soft-like. Then I heard him speak. I thought, nah, that's a gump right there. That's a gump. That's, yeah, that's what did it for me, bro. As soon as I heard the nigga talk, I said, oh, wow. Yeah, so this is a guy. This is a fucking fag right here, man. With this tight-ass blue vest on. Nigga, maybe not even want to go. I've been looking for a new vest. Oh, as soon as it got cold, maybe not even want to wear a vest no more. This is what he's this is what he's labeled as an activist. Mm. 
Ray McKesson, McKesson gives speech about being black and gay. Activist D. Ray McKesson spoke at the San Francisco Glad Gala on Saturday, this past Saturday, um, to discuss the complexity of being black and gay. Taking the Glad stage, the national organization that works to ensure LGBT people are presented fairly in the media. McKesson said, I stand here as a proud black gay man. McKesson is most well known for his leadership and voice within the Black Lives Matter movement after live tweet and for many protests across the country. In an interview with the New York Times Magazine in August, he said that some of the movement have objected to having a gay man in a prominent position. Regardless of that fact, he is still speaking out. He continued on in his five-minute speech discussing the dangers of the either-or mentality when it comes to being black and gay. Expressing myself and loving myself is often so much more complex than 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 out of force. The McKesson, hold up. Expressing myself and loving myself is often so much more complex than out of force, said McKesson. For so many of us, the world is a place where we're not supposed to make noise where we're asked to hide who we are and to be silent about the injustices that we face. A 2012 report by Gallup revealed that the African Americans make up the largest group of people who identify as LGBT. What? That's a damn shame. What the? What? All right. That shit out of control, man. Damn, listen, right? That bullshit. Man. I read that shit. It worked hard on our community. The shit didn't even register what the fuck it said. I'm telling y'all, listen, I read that and it didn't register. So I was like, what the fuck did I just read? All right. Twitter, Tessa explained, has been a springboard for many others to come out of the quiet and share stories about police brutality and racism. The Black Lives Matter movement was started on Twitter in 2012 as a call to action in the wake of George Zimmerman acquittal and the death of Trayvon Martin, Alicia Garza, Patrice Colors, and Opal Tometi, three black activists who also identify as queer, co-founded it. All three of them identify as queer, as it says here. All three. That it was those collective whispers that began to spread and change the world. He also cited Twitter's role in spreading the news about 21 transgender women who were murdered this year. He suggested using those same tools to help more people come together. Hold up. Oh, 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 oh. All right. All right. He suggested using those same tools to help more people come together and speak out against injustice in the LGBT community. I often think that the Black Lives Matter movement has helped people come out of the quiet about racism in America but the fight for equality and equity and, and equity is long, and it's not just about race. It's a fight about systemic structural issues that affect so many of us around LGBT issues as well, people like me. Openly gay Empire star Jesse Smollett greeted McKesson with a big hug before his speech and introduced him, saying, he is a black man. He is a gay man. His voice is changing the world. 
Whether you use the same for McKesson. Got gump ass brothers. Francisco Luis White celebrating that D Ray for his courage and truth at the Glad Gala. Gump, Bissy Alimi. Great speech by D Ray at Black Lives Matter. After a glad reception in San Fran, I am really humbled and energized. And this is what we got going on out here in the entertainment world. Because this is entertainment right here. Well, that's just you see on TV, entertainment. Like he said, he was greeted by, and who was this empire? Who was this empire uh, star? Jesse Smoley. Who the hell is Jesse Smoley? Say say his name again. Jesse, J-U-S-S-I. I I don't know if it's a man or a woman. I don't know. Oh, that's a man. That's a man. Jesse Smoley. That nigga name is Jesse? What the fuck? Jesse, like Jesse. It might be Jesse. Like pussy. Jesse Pussy. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's J U S S I E. You don't know how to. I don't know how to pronounce this. Goosey. You I know, know this nigga must be name of He had to change his name. Get this shit out here. He's an actor. He's an actor. Don't let me see this. Was he's acting? He's an American actor. All right, let me see who he let me see who he play. He playing he 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 playing Jamal Lyon on Empire. I don't know what one I don't know what kid that is, but he's playing Jamal on Empire. And that that is the gay one, right? On Empire, ain't it? That's the gay one. I think that is the gay one. I think that is the gay, the gay person. They all look a little fruity to me. Born, all three of those sons look fruity as fuck. Yeah, y'all. Now I've seen the signs, and they all look gay to me too. I'm saying, so if I'm going by, you know, and I trust my brother, brother on this. If I, yo, them niggas gay. All three of them motherfuckers. I trust for a little on this one, but look, baby, you can look. These niggas on TV every week. You just ain't on TV every week in Jewland without giving up something. And the Jew is notorious for what he wants. Black Power, man. Black Power. Black just jumping in. Black Power. Black Power, sis. Yeah, but that's, that's entertainment. But like I said, you know, like I said a long time ago, I was I, I, I spied this shit looking, looking kind of funny. A long time ago, I spied that Black Lives Matter looking real suspect due to their financial resources. You know what I mean? And then when I seen this this guy here, I just knew. I said, nah, this right here is a total homo movement, and somehow they're going to swing this towards the homos. And one of the things that they did a while back, they did an article, right, about Ferguson. They redid an article about Ferguson a couple months after that it happened, and the article was about finding love at Ferguson, right? And it was two black women who was getting married. I said, now, what the fuck that got to do with 
For real. What the fuck? Say, man. This shit out of control. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck that got to do with Mike Brown? You know what the fuck? He wasn't gay. He wasn't for no gay shit. So why the fuck is the gay finding love there is the important story? How how could that become a story? Who who made that newsworthy? How you understand what I'm saying? Like, listen, how did the news find out that let's do a story on that? They going down there to to get mm-hmm. married. How the fuck did that who ran that? I mean, listen, we got a story here. <laughs> Or twice before, before yeah, his book came out, a couple people was talking about they ain't get that copy yet. He said the shit is coming, better. Yeah, yeah, nah, it's, it's, it's out. He put the, he put that joint out. Nice research on that in, in, in that piece. Yeah, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. His research, his research was top notch. <laughs> that's what blew me away is that he really 
researched and looked through this shit. This is not no play game. It's a real, it, yo, it, it's, a, it's a scholarly motherfucking work. I'm telling you, it's a scholarly work. He put, he put, he put work and time and a lot of research into that thing, man. Damn. I got I to gotta get my joint out the basement. I got to get it. I got to yeah. get it. You know what I'm saying? The joint was so ill, I let a brother from Africa read this joint, man. The brother from Africa was like, oh, he, he, he couldn't stop reading. He just was like, oh. He just was reading like, oh, man. He, he read one page and he just sat there and just kept reading. My neighbor, matter of fact, he just sat there and kept reading. He, he sat there and read for like 20 minutes. And with the, with, with the, uh, the illustrations, he just make that shit bring it all the way home. Yeah, yeah. He got a couple good illustrations in there. You know what I'm saying? He's showing with the with the tail and shit like that. Shit like that really it hit home because they, you know, people see that they like, yo, what the fuck? They ain't never seen that before. They like, yo, what the fuck is that? That's really that's some other shit there. That picture alone had a, a lot of people just wanting to look back like, yo, let me see that again, man. Like yo, like yeah. Oh shit, cool. Yeah, it, it, it was definitely a good work, though. If you if you're looking to see some, if you're looking to read some about the um the intent on what they on what they want to do to us with this homosexuality, um history on where it, on where it come from, uh and, and just their nature in general, that the book by Brother Dawa is a, a definitely a highly recommended. Must have. It's a must have. Yeah, man. Yeah, that. Um, I want to get that. I want to get Inwale Mubarudi's the feminization of the black man. I want to get that. I want to get yeah, that. I got that. You got that. I got that. Yeah, I'm. I'm still running through it though. All right. I'm still running through it. I want to get that because I. I bought the book. He, he know, said um, that right. book is pretty much a follow up to the sex and imper- book called Sex Imperative. He said the feminization of the black male, that's a follow-up. He said if you really want to have the thorough works, you need to get the sex imperative, read that first, then read the feminization of the black male because it pretty much connects, right. you know, it makes it. I'd rather do it like that. It, it actually, I'm in the words of starting to get um, the brother on the line so we can, we can have him in there so he can give us an order to some of the, you know, some of them work. No doubt. Yeah, but I got the Born um, Horizon book by the Irritated Gene, The Black Resistance to the White Sex Assault. And, uh, and this, this shit right here, this is a, a the going on with that Dawah book, putting them together, this is definitely some powerful information that you can put something together so you can give to your people. Like, yo, listen, man, this is, you know, it, it excuse me, it makes your conversation and your coherence about how this shit is attacking us a lot better. It makes your platform a lot stronger so you can really get across the information to the people, whether it be, you know, however you do it with a lot of motherfucking grease on it, or you want to just make sure that academically. Uh-huh. Oh, that's a good thing. What's up, boy? Hey, what's up? Um, I just wanted to stop you before you took off. We got a call from Donato's. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who was that? 
that came in here start talking. Just staying together, man. Not terrible who this is not terrible who time tonight. Not fucking with y'all. Nah, that was me, bro, boy. I was using the fucking internet at uh, Donato's and shit. <laughs> Motherfucker Popo wrote up when we talk about the motherfuckers called the boys on me and shit because I look suspicious sitting out front. Oh, shit. The motherfucker didn't even put his siren on and shit. This nigga using his horn. Like, eh, 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 eh. So I just pull up and shit, and then motherfucker get out, walk up on me, shining his flashlight in my whip and shit. He's like, oh, yeah, just uh, wanted to let you know, like, we got a call from Donato. This is, you had been out there the last couple of days, and I just wanted me to ask you, you know, you know, if there was any issue or whatever. I'm like, nah, I'm just just, just using the internet. He like, oh, okay. He's like, so if, if the offers happens to just pull up on you, just, you know, don't don't pay no mind and shit. I'm like, but I started to keep whipping and shit. I'm like, this nigga didn't even put his flashers on and shit. Like, he ain't put his nothing on. He's signaling to me like we homies and shit. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, man, why these be on some dumb shit, bro? Now, they know that if I didn't been out there the last couple of days, if I was trying to hit your joint, why the fuck would I sit right out front of your fucking store? You know what I'm saying? So you can right. just get my place and everything. And I'm out here. Hey, man, these motherfuckers. They have me all over the camera every night. Showing up. Uh, you feel me? Like, so fucking stupid. be on some dumb shit. That's why I be telling my young homies, like, they gotta be careful, man. Like, don't be blowing a lot, pissing and all that shit in the wit. Nigga, mm-hmm. keep that shit at the crib. When you roll, you gotta be on point, because if they stop you for any reason, and they got any smell, anything that they can use to fucking pull you out and search your shit, nigga, they gonna use you. Mm-hmm. So if you gonna be making moves, man, don't do, you know what I mean? It's the right way to do wrong, nigga. Don't be out here slipping, trying to blaze up while you're rolling around, because they might pull you over for nothing. Not, yeah, yeah. It's and they your ass. Join D, join D. We're going to hit the next article up. Black Power, let me see. Um, I've just seen an article the brother just put in right here. And this is from our presidential candidate. We got a presidential candidate. Um, we got a presidential candidate coming in. We got a, we got this, you know, we got a doctor. Yeah, Carson. Black power. Yeah, black power. <laughs> Boy, must be, he probably muted himself. Yeah. Sis, did you, did you get a chance to call the courthouse for Brother Maddox? I did. How about you, King? Yeah, I called in there earlier today. And the lady was telling me, I called in real smooth, like, so she was, you know, she was she was cool for the most part, I guess, for a beast. Did you get a name? Uh-uh, uh-uh, I ain't get it. 
she told me like uh I never asked her. She told me uh, she was she was she was kind of small. I was talking to her with the smooth lingo. She said I asked me that I had a docket number or did I know exactly which court it was. And I said, like, what county it was in? And I said, no, nah, I didn't know. I just told her I had the name, Alton Madison. I had the date of the uh, hearing. And she said, well, they usually, before they do a trans, uh, before they do the transcript, uh, they have to go to a, a, the lower court if there has to be some type of appeal. And then what they do is they'll send it up to the higher court, and then that's when they'll file for a transcript. So she gave me the number to the King's County. I said it's probably in King's County. I'm not sure exactly what county it is. So I said, is there a number for it? She gave me the number to there. And she said, just tell them exactly what it is you're looking for as far as what transcript you want. And they'll be able to direct you exactly where to go to get it. But it sounded from what she was saying, I needed to list a little more info. What, what happened when you called? something? That's a little something different. Okay. What did they, they say? Did you, you able to get access or they was railroading? A little bit of both. Yeah. Did it seem like they was a little, once you said his name, like they was trying to see, like, well, what the fuck do you want this information for type deal? Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to wait till uh, Brother Bourne get back on. Okay, okay, okay. And, uh, you know, share my experience and whatnot. Did you have the docket number or, or any more information other than his name and the date? I got the same information, oh. King. Black Power. Black Power, bro. Black Power. Yeah, my bad. My phone died. My phone died. So I had to get another phone. I'm I'm back. I heard a, I heard a little bit of Brother Griff. Go ahead, Sister Camille. I'm listening. I'm just sitting in the back listening. I I know I can. You know we can get into it later. You know um. You was going into the next story. Well, we're gonna put this out here. Let me see. We got Ben Carson. We got good old Ben Carson, man. And, and good old Ben Carson that come out and told us. What's going on with the pyramids? It says, GOP presidential candidate Ben Carson stands by an odd theory. He floated at a commencement address that the Egyptian pyramids are not pharaoh tombs, but ancient grain silos built by the biblical Joseph. Woo! Oh, man. Now. I'm going to tell you, listen, right, this is, I'm going to tell you what's some funny shit, is that they pulled this from an old, um, an old lecture that he was at, you know what I'm saying? So they pulled this, they pulled this, uh, let me see. He said, uh, let me see. Dun, 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 uh, dun, All right. Uh, let me see. Let me see. He gets this here. Let me see. I'm going to show y'all where he pulls it from. He said, the idea, the 
idea that the biblical figure Joseph built the pyramids to store grain didn't originate with Carson. It's an old notion going back to at least to the 6th century historian Gregory of Tours, who identified the pyramids as Joseph's granaries in the volume The History of the Franks, describing them as structures of squared stone and rubble. They are wide at the base and now at the top in order that wheat might be cast into them through a tiny opening. And these granaries are to be seen at the present day. All right. Did I hear you right? <laughs> yes, the cracker said it was for wheat. They were stored wheat in the pyramid. That's why it was big at the bottom and small at the top so they could climb up to the top, throw the wheat down in there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Uh, they just don't right. stop. No, it, it, don't, it don't stop at all. It don't stop at all. No. That's why we can't stop. All right. This is... Um, they say Carson, in 1988, Ben Carson, he erroneously attributed this to belief to scientists saying various scientists have said, well, you know, there were alien beings that came down, and they have special knowledge, and that's how. That's how they got through. Yeah. All right, again, Bob He said the scientists, Ben Carson said scientists, uh-huh. Say that alien beings came down and they had special knowledge and that's how they got built. How the oh, men got built. Hmm. Couldn't be a black man, right? Mm-mm, no, couldn't be an African. <laughs> oh, Sound like polite, right? <laughs> I can see polite running for president. That nigga running for president. But it's the economic stimulus package he brought to the hood. King, don't even throw that bullshit out there. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what his plan was? I don't, I don't know what the hell, but it showed that. <laughs> listen, man. I'm, you know what this show, though? This show, see, listen, this is, that's what? 15, 16, 17 years ago, he says this. They pulled that shit from 17 years ago on this thing. Wait a minute. This yoga said the pyramids is grain silos built by Joseph. You can't trust him. The white man go find anything. Black man, don't you, you come out there and act like you want to do something, and, and you you sitting out there in his political world, they'll find anything to slander you and make you look foolish as hell. He's not only looking foolish doing this, he got his wife singing like the Star Spangled Banner or some shit when he be coming out. <laughs> Yo, seriously. Y'all ain't got a sister. He even got a sister. Is his wife even a sister? Like she even melanated? Yo, it's a sister. His wife is a sister. His <laughs> wife is a sister. And she's off the yellow spot. She's off the yellow spot with this. Uh, she's doing anything. She's doing anything. She's singing. He, he's got her singing. 
the brothers lost his mind. People mad at me because I said, look, man, if y'all look, why, why y'all, what y'all mad at Donald Trump for? Hell, Donald Trump said, look, we as white folk, we need to recolonize Africa. We got to go back. The next hundred years need to be recolonization of Africa. We need to kick the immigrants out. Now, I don't agree with his stance, but I like wide open. I like, you know, I like an open <laughs> policy. You understand? Hey. I'd rather have a cracker who really just, look, man, let's put it on Front Street. Hmm. Look, nigga, we want to recolonize all of this shit again. Nah, 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 fuck all that. No, we don't want to be friends with nobody. We just want to run every goddamn thing, period. See, that's honesty. You know what I'm no, saying? No. with an honest cracker like that. Then you know where you stand at. You dig? These are the more crackers who going to lie to them. Hey, man, oh, God, I don't even know what you're mad for. What you mad for, man? Let's put the honest cracker in so then we know what's coming down the line, man. He's going to tell you straight up. We closed in all the schools in the motherfucking inner city. 50% of all schools in the inner city. We'll be closed in the next two years. Another five years. This will save us a lot of money. Y'all willing to do that? You're going to say shit like that. You're trying to save money here. Trying to do money right. So this is what we need to do. And then you're going to tell the truth. Then we're going to realize that we got to stick together, that it's only us, and, and we can still, then we can build properly. Because we like schizophrenic like right now. You know what I'm saying? We in and out, in and out. You know, a lot of us don't know if they're going to turn around and be nice or they're not going to be nice. You know what I'm saying? So we in and out, in and out, dealing with them. So, you know, we need honest ones, you know, so then that way we get to see exactly where we stand at. That's my, that's my thought anyway. I, I, you know, me personally. That's real. He's too stupid not to be real with it anyway. The nigga, like, I already got my bread, so I ain't got to say shit to appease you, niggas. I just call it like it is. Exactly. You don't like it. Huh? I said, exactly. You're right. <laughs> Yo, like it. Fuck you. Y'all, I'm, already I'm already rich. You I'm already me? rich. I don't need this motherfucking job. <laughs> I don't need this job to set me into nothing. I paid all of y'all. He's on stage. Listen, I see, I, I watched one of the debates with him and the other Republicans, uh, party members. Uh-huh. So now it's him and the dude, Dr. Carson. They the only ones who not, like, uh, politicians already, like, really. They they into it, but they not really did. But all the rest of them, Donald Trump, like, man, hold up. He's looking around. He's another gave all y'all money. What are you talking about? This is when I give you money and you do what I tell you to do when I don't need you to do it. They like, what? Like, man, yeah, this is what I, I gave all of y'all money. One dude, not me. He looked down there. I think he's like, oh, you too. Oh, he got all of y'all. All of y'all done put money in all y'all pockets. Hold on, Deuteronomy. Hold on, Deuteronomy. My bad, my bad. Excuse me. But yeah, he... And that's the good thing. You see, he can sit up there and say that to him. Look, man, I put money in all y'all pockets, man. So then you get to be able to see what politics really about. 
He he really exposing the game while he's standing up there. He exposing the shit. He exposing no. man. Y'all do what I say do. He said, yo, they right so so they caught him up and so he said he get they was like, Well you gave money to Hillary Clinton. So what you get what you get out of Hillary Clinton? He said, She came to my party. I I came to his his wedding, something. Went to something of his. He's like, I called her, she came to her, and she came. He's like, that's all Thanks. I did. That's all I wanted. <laughs> See, the thing, too, about them crackers, like, if they can't tell you that they running shit, it's like... Black racist pigs burning hell, you black racist <laughs> pigs. <laughs> ah. Damn, nigga, we talk about Trump and Nick got this, didn't he? God I knew they were coming. I knew they were coming sooner or later. I knew they were coming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They can't stay away from for so long. The cracker can't. Uh, this is what I'm Everybody on the line is good. I'm going to open y'all lines right back up. Y'all just give me one second. <laughs> oh, man. You know, Nigga talk about Trump. Nigga got saucy. We talk about his boy. Y'all send that energy out to our brother Little. For a little under. He a little under the, you know what I'm saying? Y'all oh, send God. that energy out. Boy, yeah, white folks, they, they, they hate black people to do anything. They all, they won't always want to be a part. If they can't be a part, <laughs> I'm going to go ruin it. <laughs> All ruin it. They won't let us in. They don't want to play fair with us. You black racist. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Go fuck with Don't fuck with Uncle Neil, man. Yeah, I pray all, all Huh? I pray all y'all get cancer. I pray the sun just eat all y'all up. I always wish it get a hundred degrees. I'm just telling you, we needed thirty degrees more hotter every summer for about three summers straight. But the ladies in red. <laughs> ladies took us to red. Lay it out on the line. I shake. <laughs> y'all want Africa? You want Africa? We want Africa. 20 degrees more hot and we taking y'all ass directly to the Sahara. That's it. <laughs> and let's see whoever survives, whoever make it. Whoever make it, that's the winner. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. It is. It is. All right, now let's see. Let's get this thing rocking. Let's see, get this thing back rocking off. Get, get back to our, yeah, get back to our news, man. But I was going, I was going. Um, I went to look for. Let me see. Let me see here. Ben Carson' wife. Thing. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Look at the oh, Yo. What's up? Yo, family, yo. Family, family, family. This is, see, this is when you cool too much, y'all. Y'all just hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up, hold up. When you cool in too much, let me see. Let me make sure I get the right clip. Hold up. Let me get the, let me get the, yo. 
All right. That's Carson's wife. Yeah, that's Carson's wife. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a dog, yo. With the crackers too tough, man. Lose all your melanin. Lose all your rhythm. Lose all, all your, your shit, bro. <laughs> she ain't got no. No, so, man. <laughs> Where to be that? Oh, 
man. Far. They're going far right now in order to, they want to pull. See, because your vote don't really count, but they need the, they need that, um, they need the number of people pulling the levers. You know what I'm saying? They need to still be able to count demographics and count numbers and shit like that. You feel me? So what they, they need to have is opinion poll. Because once they get the uh, opinion right, once they know about how many people will do what, they can figure out what numbers to throw out to the people on what voted. But they just need to get how are the people thinking so then they can figure out who they should put in and how they can put them in, what's the best case scenario for them to, to get in with no problem. Mm-hmm. And, so what, and so what we got is they, they are trying to appeal to black people to move over to the Republican side, to look and see that Barack has done nothing for you at all and make it seem that, look, man, y'all enroll with the racists now because Republicans is known as the racists, but they want us to roll with that, with that um, party over there. Now, we're going to get to, hold up, man. Let me see, let me see. I want to make sure I got the right one. I want to make sure I get the right one. I don't want. Man. I want to get this right. Y'all, y'all give me, y'all give me one second. Let's get... <laughs> y'all don't have to let it be uh, silent. Y'all can talk about whatever though. I'll just need the cue to be right. Brother boy, I think you might have muted brother Carl's name. All right, I'm, I'm gonna go back in here, open it up right now. Hold on one second, bro. Who on, You said was muted. Sounds like he said, "Brother Carl." Oh, uh, I don't know. Nah, we're not. Brother Carl's got to. He got to call in. His, his mic ain't up muted. I mean, okay. Uh, he on. I see him though. I see him out there. Uh, yeah, give me, give me one second though, family. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just pull this shot, you know. And um, you know, y'all can drop any thoughts y'all got on on this process that they're going through. This little uh, voting scam. Mm-hmm. myself don't trust it, you know, and especially um, you couldn't trust it with the paper ballot. Definitely don't trust it now without it. No doubt. And that shit is old anyway. That system is old and outdated. So, I mean, we've been doing that shit for the last couple hundred. Shit got worse, though. Niggas, you had to what? Mulatto president? Shit got worse for us than it's ever been. We got motherfuckers getting shot in the street broad daylight, young male, children. 
So it seems like that shit is take us back further from my perspective. But I'm with you, sis. I don't trust none of that shit. Well, you know, as we have, uh, I know I wasn't astute enough to realize that when he was the senator, he didn't do shit for the black community of his state. You know what I'm saying? So, of of his adopted state, let me put it that way. So, you know, shame on me for thinking it would be any other uh, different with him as the president. You know, uh, Baba Maddox, that that clip that was played, you know, dealt with um, charlatan leadership that, at the end of the day, is appointed by uh, this white uh, racist uh, ruling class. No doubt. Mm-hmm. I can re- I can remember though um, talking with Coakley, and he was saying when Obama was senator, he from the sh- he was living in the shy for a while too. He said he actually did kind of help keep some of the civil service jobs as far as like uh, you know you know the trash the people you know the trash men some of the city jobs. He said he kind of did help kind of keep them in the hands of the black community. For a certain amount of time, I ain't sure how long, but I do remember him saying that to me. But he said once he went for president, he wanted to see what he was going to do because he kind of did, kind of did keep the brothers in a certain, kind of kept a little uh, power block for some of them, them civil service jobs when he was there. Uh, I don't know about there. none of that. Yeah. Maybe. I didn't talk to Steve Coakley personally, and I've never heard mm-hmm. a, a lecture of his. Uh, saying that, nah, you know, but what not. I do know is that he got the power, I mean, the backing of the very motherfuckers that are killing our people. I do know that, you know, uh, crime uh, in his area did not decease, you know, and he mm-hmm. don't feel like he owed that state anything right now. No doubt, no doubt. And saying that about Obama, one of the things that he was, he was in Chicago. See, he beat he beat out, uh, and he beat out a brother who was from Chicago for that senator seat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And which was going, which was hard because the brother had already been in. You know what I'm saying? And he had to, from from what I'm looking at in his political career, in order for him to become the president, he had to ensure that he was doing something for black people there. Because what was going on is that he had to build his reputation in order for them to be able to use him as a black candidate because he had no real connection to black people besides being in Chicago. No doubt. That's his connection to the black people in Chicago. So he had to seem like he was trying to do something in Chicago and not be able to get just voted right out by the Chicago people, by the people in Chicago saying, no, nah, this thing ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? He had to have them at least saying he worked wild. He's smart. He's sharp. He's doing a little something. He's shaking a couple tail feathers, mm-hmm. and that was his that was his role over there. They get the title of community activist. Uh, like you, you uh, gave the fag. I uh, mentioned that the fag is a label. You know, yeah. you, you, you mm-hmm. go to the right Baptist church. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. Jeremy. Jeremiah. Yeah, Jeremiah. Right. Jeremiah. Yeah. Yeah, wrong. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
for that illusion out there. But all along, you are being supported by that beast. Yeah. You ain't lying, because once he got the little nomination, he cut everybody the fuck loose, didn't he? I'm saying he was fucking with Bill Ears. Look at his cabinet. He was fucking with Bill Ears, the white boy who built, who did the bomb. Mm-hmm. Motherfucking Jews who, who, who put that bomb was Bill Ears and the motherfucker, the weather, the weather people, what was that, the weather front? The weather underground. Huh? The weather underground. Yeah, that's it. Weather underground. Weather underground. He was fucking with them. He did. He had a fucking fundraiser in their house. In the house. Place, you know, the nigga, he still fucking still is. Oh, that father house. But where the underground? That's the motherfuckers. The, the white boy. The white boys in the sixties, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They went around blowing up police precincts, blowing shit up like that. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Them some Jews, them some Jews. They ain't regular white folks. Them some Jews. Call them, call them white so you won't be, because you know they Jews. And Jews don't be playing that shit. You ain't going to be talking about these Jews on this. You're going to say these white folks. But, but, I want to get y'all on point. Let me get back on point because we got some shit from Top Notch. Won't, won't. You know what I'm saying? From the big homie. Big Bang, Big Bang, got the North Sand, he got it rocking. So you're going to play this real quick, family, then let's get Big Bang in real, in real fast. Won't, won't, and then his wife can't even blow it with the uh, Star Spangled Banner. 
But this nigga got the motherfucking Nate dog in the back. <laughs> they do. <laughs> oh shit! But that look, look how they use hip hop to try to push their shit though. Hip hop, they gonna demonize it on the flip. And then when they want to push their little agenda, they know how to throw some of our shit on that shit. Try to push their little bullshit. Oh man. Yeah, man, Carson. He approved of that shit. <laughs> I, I, I approved this motherfucking message. I mean, that's what he should have said. Then we were really be able to start talking. <laughs> he did everything we say to, my, to all my niggas. To <laughs> all my niggas. <laughs> I say. Oh, shit. He just out with the stuff. <laughs> commercial like uh one of NWA cuts and shit with niggas like nigga I'm gonna get y'all niggas free forties for for a week nigga free blunt raps you know what I'm nigga ain't gonna have to motherfucking pay for no blunt raps and shit. Oh man Right he should have bust out Remy for <laughs> Remy on A on me That nigga on Empire next week and some shit. I won't be surprised if they put him on. Uh-huh. <laughs> that nigga guest appearance on Empire. Oh shit. Surgery. 
No doubt. Be thorough with that, but besides that, though, we really don't, um, you know, historically-wise, we don't know, we don't think he understands context of what he's dealing with. Because he's talking about what this nation was built on was these hard workers who knew how to do for self and all this type of shit. Well, I don't know about that. If they were doing so much for self, how the fuck we get over here? You said something about the religions of conversion. How'd you say something about Christianity? Strong Christian values or some shit. I thought I heard that. If he said that, my ears closed right up. <laughs> I thought I heard him say something about strong Christian values, if I ain't mistaken. Yo, he probably did. He probably did. <laughs> he probably did. I'm saying, if you're talking about Joseph and shit like that, then what the hell? You thoroughly indoctrinated. You a doctor and talking about mm. Joseph. Come on, man. Just show you how crazy this spell is. Uh, you a doctor. You a doctor. You talking about Joseph. See, this show you, you ain't got to be smart to be no doctor. Oh. Not at all. You just need to know how to pay attention to that specific goddamn field right there. That's it. You ain't got to be no motherfucker. It don't take intelligence. It just takes diligence to become a doctor. Steady hands and diligence. Mm-hmm. So if it's took intelligence, how, what the hell are you talking about? That's just out of whack. I say. <laughs> and, and you just got to pass the boards with the most <laughs> way possible. So, memorize information and pass. That's it. Good memory still. You know, good recollection of events, information that you've been getting. You know, like it unto our into our our homeboy, new new, the half low kid. <laughs> you know, you just gotta memorize that shit, right? Mm. Now we offer Ben Carson. That's that's news on Ben Carson. <laughs> <laughs> Play that, out, play, that, play that joint real one more time, uh, bro, boy. Let me hear that joint <laughs> one more time. <laughs> Run that shit back, bitch. That's DJ, DJ. That's that beat for it.
four quarter husbands. I'm talking about you out there in the D with not, not the four quarters. Who's out there? Oh, shit. And then we're moving work. He's out there moving work for him, but they went off to medical school and shit. Now, before he went to medical school, he a doctor, he was putting in that work. So he comes oh, up with this shit. shit. Busted on that. They busted him everywhere. He turned around because he's lying about everything. All the type of shit. Every time he turned around, he got a new lie. He done, he done, he done, he done dropped. And they like, and I don't even think the brother, I think he's just, he's an over-exaggerator. He's just an over-exaggerator. Uh, yeah, nah, really, I, think he, I don't think he'd be outright lying on purpose. I think he just... He starts saying something, and then it sounds so good that he just make it go further. It run with the vibration, he said. With it. Roll with it, huh? Dude, fuck it. Oh, I'm going to go with that. I'm a gang member. Fuck it. Oh, I'm riding. I'm riding the five. I want Minko out to hear that shit. I want to hear what he said about that shit, man. He's probably going to cry. Oh, shit. No, we're going we to hold it up. We're going to play it. Then we're going to play it again. <laughs> no, we're going to play it again before we end the show. We get back to Big Coffee. We get back to Big Ben, you know. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? No, He's playing how the players play. <laughs> how they do. Whoo. <sighs> Ben lost his mind. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. Damn. Let me get, let me get back to this news, uh-huh. man. <laughs> Y'all got me going crazy with this bet. Get back. Um, oh, oh. We didn't put that in. Nah, I didn't put that in about the about the um, officers who lost their licenses over. Um, hold on. Let me, let me let me read this. Let me read this real quick. keeping track on it for a minute, then they just kind of took it out of the media. The people yeah. said this motherfucker got an all-white jury, B. Eight, eight white males and four white females, from what I had understood. That's how I got my, my misinformed. An all-white jury. I said, man, how the fucking prosecutor let that shit get, get like that? Because he's trying to get them off, man. That's what I'm saying. But I said, basically... Yeah, they said, okay, we're gonna let we're gonna we're gonna let the process run it run its course, so they can say, look, look, we 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 had the trial, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't convicted by the jury. Ain't no, we can because even with if it's eight white males and four four uh, white females, I mean, it could still be a hung jury if you just get six motherfuckers to be like, nah, we, I, I don't think it was. Uh, you don't need right. six. You don't need six. You need one. No one. Oh man. man! All you need is one. I'm telling you, all you need is one to hold out. All you yeah, need you have it. Nah, I ain't fucking with it. I don't fuck with man. it. 
That shit gotta be unanimous. They gotta all come back. They gotta all come back on whatever whatever charge they got. If they gonna hit you on, they gotta all come back with it. If they don't all come back, you good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just how the case, my man. Just be the case like that. Cause my my homeboy was on the my homeboy was in the, on the jury. My homeboy was on the jury and told him that listen, man, I don't care what they say, nigga, I'm holding out, son. And held out for him, had a hung jury. So that's what I think they looking. You know, they 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 looking to clear him. They looking to clear him. Especially if you go with the um the premise that you were saying all Maddox has said about basically a white male never been convicted of raping a black female. They they're not trying, that's what I'm saying. They that's what I was thinking of. I was like, they're not trying to convict this boy, man. They don't nah. want to convict him. He looked like a big half breed though. He looked like some big half breed mix, motherfucker. Dumbass motherfucker too. Yeah, he looked big, slow. That's what I'm saying. He looked like he looked retarded. He looked like he looked like Corky in the face. And he got <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was peeping like I'm looking at the case for him to be doing what he was doing, uh, sexually harassing these black females. I'm like, he ain't the only fucking one. So. They can't let this nigga really eat shit because he'll fuck around and give up the names of other officers that was doing the same shit. Because he had to have motherfuckers kind of co-signing for him to make sure that he, he had been stopping at several different uh, locations when he's supposed to be on duty and off duty. So I'm like, well, somebody knew what the fuck was popping. Basically, these niggas was pretty much getting a rock going to the black community, getting a rocks off with our sisters and shit. So I'm like, he... They ain't going to let him just fucking fry because he got more dirt on other motherfuckers, so they going to hold the line for the nigga, hold the blue line for the nigga, man. Because mm-hmm. you can't just do that shit on your own. You can't just be the fucking with. They said, 30, you know, like, it was close to 30 in the initial before they brought it to trial. So if they had close to 30, you got to suspect it probably was more like 60 or 50 motherfuckers that didn't even want to come forward and be like, he made me do this or do that. Mm-hmm. But the way he did it, it had to be complicit with some of his other cohorts, other officers was doing the same shit, and they was just kind of watching each other's back, like, I'm going to go over here and do this, you keep the eye, I'm going to go, you know what I'm saying? So that's what it looked like to me. So they ain't about to let the nigga just go down because it might be a backlash on the whole force. Yeah, like, and who knows if it was holes on the whole stroke, and he was out there just making sure he get, you know, and, you, and listen, man, I'm going to tell you, there was nothing else. Them cops are flying them holes on the whole stroll, man, and we'll use them for that right there all day. No doubt. Find them out there on the stroll and know that's where they at. And, oh, you don't want to go to jail? You know what time it is. You at the spot. Yeah, you don't want to go to jail? You know what time it is, man. Get rid of them. What was that movie with Richard Gere in it? He was the cop, and then he was going to check the little Hispanic broad out and shit. Like, all them cops was going up, come to find out there was, like, Mad officers going fucking with her and shit. I can't remember what movie that was. He was a police officer, though. Mm-hmm. Richard Gere's ass. Uh, I don't know exactly which one that was. But I know mm-hmm. just in the couple, in the past couple months, though, there's been a lot of officers getting convicted of different sexual type of stuff, like getting caught with different type of sexual type of shit. We just had one go to jail and um, trouble. Out there where you at? Yeah, in 
I want to go to go to jail. Trouble, Connecticut for uh for molesting a seventeen year old. You know yeah. He caught a seventeen year old and uh, uh he took her to his house, handcuffed her all up, all type of shit. Mm-hmm. Hate to bring up an old case, but it was cops involved with Tawana Brawley as well. Tawana Brawley, no doubt. Uh-huh. Yeah. Matter of fact, another cop, uh, Crocker and Broward in uh, Florida, Broward County. What was that Crocker name? Another Crocker cop. He just got, he just got hit up. He got, he got, he just got hit. He got hit for some fag shit. Yeah, he was fucking with like Mexicans, man. He fucked like twenty, thirty Mexicans, y'all. Or right. Or 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 well, I was saying, right, it's a sex act. So whatever yeah. he's doing something with something. You know what I'm saying? He had a bunch of sex acts with a bunch of Mexicans. Broward County. Uh Oh no, I can't remember his last name. So, uh, you know, it's Jonathan. Something, something started with a B. Something started with a B. But he just got a bed. He probably got like six, five or six for for fucking the Mexicans, uh, immigrants. Period. And what do you say? You know, he must with immigrants. He's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But not. Yo, this is the thing, but the thing about the fact, look, right, now, he was hit on the fact shit, right, but they didn't, he, he pled guilty to um, some other shit, like, 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 false imprisonment or some shit like that. He yeah. pled guilty to, like, false imprisonment <laughs> because none of the, none of the motherfucking men wanted to testify oh, on the about <laughs> <Get fucked. laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah, so he got off on the fag shit because nobody wanted to testify, but ended up getting hit for false imprisonment because they, you know, he was he was definitely he definitely, uh, you know what I'm saying, held the motherfuckers against their will. Beast mode. Beast mode. Straight beast mode. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, it's a bunch of these though. You motherfuckers getting caught nowadays and. And I think that, I don't even think that it's that they, I think that they publicizing it so we can see that certain ones, is, it might go down or something like that. They can't have the cops still looking so so clean. No doubt. Mm. Did you, did you hear any there? No. When people that told me a story today, she said like something about uh two racist dudes got a I don't know if they was white or what they supposedly about to get the death penalty for killing two so called Jews. Nah. You ain't hear nothing about that. Mm I gotta check it out. Make sure it's official. My little lady friend told me that. She was like, "How the hell are they gonna get? They gonna get the death penalty for killing two Jews? 
then the black male get killed and motherfuckers get famous off that shit. Fucking Zimmerman blow up off the shit. I gotta check storyline and see. If anybody can look that up, that would be appreciated online. I got pulled over for using internet at, at Donato's. Make sure y'all don't go buy no pizza at Donato's. Fuck Donato's. I wasn't uh, buying no pizza. I was just using the internet. I was milking them for their net out front in the lot. Oh, yeah, it's right here. That's crazy. The story right here, bro, boy. All right, go ahead. Let me dip into it. All right, I'm loading it up on my shit. It's coming up. This is Washington Post. It's some bullshit. Let me see. My shit slow, bro, Joe, on the stage. Somebody else got something, you know what I'm saying? You can put it out there. My shit loading up. It's taking a hot second. Ben Carson. All right. Says what? White supremacists. White supremacist sentenced to death for killing three people near Jewish facility. This dude's name is Fraser Glenn Miller at the Johnson County District Court in uh, Olay, Kansas. Yeah, Kansas City. The 74-year-old white supremacist who gunned down three people during an anti-Semitic shooting spree near Kansas City last year, formally sentenced to death on Tuesday. The jury in Kansas had already recommended a death sentence for Fraser Glenn Miller Jr. after an unusual trial that saw Miller, who acted as his own attorney, disrupting the proceedings, making periodic outbursts and as ju- as the jurors left to deliberate, standing up, saying "Sig heel and delivering a Nazi salute. <laughs> Miller, who is also known as Fraser Glenn Cross, was convicted of the April 2014 shooting death of William uh, Corporan, 69, his grandson, Reed Underwood, 14, and Terry Lamano, Lamano, age 53. Corporan and Underwood were killed outside the Jewish Community Center in Overland Park, Kansas, and Lamano was killed in the parking lot of the Village Shalom, a nearby retirement center. While Miller was on while Miller was motivated by a stated hatred of Jews, none of the people killed were Jewish. The strange trial that avowed anti-Semite and white supremacists charged 
uh, in the Kansas City uh, JCC killing. During the trial, Miller argued <clears throat> when a prosecutor said he had intended to kill as many people as possible during the shooting spree. I wanted to kill Jews, not people, Miller said. During the trial closing argument, Steve Howe, the prosecutor, said that Miller's actions clearly are the type of are the type of case the death penalty is made for. On Tuesday, two months after the jury quickly agreed he should be executed rather than punished with life without parole, the judge overseeing the trial handed down a sentence. Miller was also sentenced to a combined 394 months on three counts of first-degree murder, aggravated assault, and discharging a firearm into an occupied building, the Kansas City Star reported. Relatives of victims spoke in the court before the sentencing, according to uh, Reuters. William uh, Corcoran's son, Will, looked at Miller and said, you are a coward. After he was sentenced, Miller again held Hitler and on his way out said, one day my spirit will rise from the grave and you'll know I was right. I'm a happy man. That he had a long history of racism and anti-Semitism and had been the grand dragon of the California Knights of the Ku Klux Klan, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center, which tracks hate groups. Kansas execution. In Kansas, executions are meant to be carried out by lethal injection. The state reinstated the death penalty in 1994, but it has not executed an inmate in the U.S. Supreme Court uh, since the uh, had not executed an inmate since the U.S. Supreme Court reinstated the death penalty in 1976, according to the Death Penalty Information Center. I know there's a heaven together, Kansas City more. This bullshit for the crackers. They took out some crackers, so I roll with them on that shit. Why don't wait for nothing to see here? But uh, <laughs> yo, that's you know, you, I remember that. I remember that shooting though. I remember that shooting. Yeah, now that you read that information, I do remember when that happened. Mm-hmm. That nigga said I wanted to kill some Jews, not people. Not people. Like the motherfuckers. The motherfuckers ain't even human.
know what I'm saying? Word. That's what that's what they that's what they talk about. He's doing this to both of us, and he's making us. And he got y'all thinking it's just us. They creating racism. They created this, but you know, uh, thanks to the glorious work of our brother Chester Williams, we see that we created racism. Happily loving ourselves, we loved ourselves so much that that was it. So we feel we found out somebody else trying to take that away from us. They trying to take away our love for ourselves. They trying to take away our race first, goddamn it, uh, attitude. You know what I mean? And that's what. The white people over there thinking the same thing. White people are like these Jews are trying to take away our race first mentality. They want us to mix with these black people. They want us to make sense. No white people see that shit. They looking at TV. No white people see them cartoons. Don't think I did. Listen, real white people don't want their kids. They don't want their daughters with black boys, and, and they don't want their sons with no goddamn uh, black women. Making no type of baby. Now, they might fantasy, fetish, like, want to have sex with our women. But they, but real ones want to continue their race. They're they not playing that shit. And so that's where the problem they seeing alongside that small hat. So that's why he was having them hat. You'll see a lot more of that. <laughs> no doubt. The hat was in all the shows, all the TVs. You remember that? Remember that? That they just—it was talking shit about this cereal commercial just was out a little while ago. The Honey Nut Cheerio commercial. It was black and the white together in the commercial. It had the little mixed kid baby, and everybody was like, "Oh, it's the girl so cute." And you know, black people who was race race conscious was like, "Cute my ass as a half breed." Hell, y'all talking about? <laughs> you know, because that's where. That's where you got to get to. How you going? How's this cute? How's this cute? Did y'all see the article about the Puerto Ricans? Uh, break it down. Find this shit. (laughs) That article about Puerto Rican women. Puerto Rican women. Oh, 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 yeah. I hope I didn't. I hope, I hope, I hope I didn't. I hope she didn't drop and I, and I got her on mute by accident. Refresh my browser real quick. Oh, no, she's still out there. She out there. Well, listen, right? Article was put out. I'm going to find an article. Article put out, Puerto Rican women is the most perfect women on the planet. <laughs> Where that come from, Big Brother Boy? Oh, yeah, nah, I'm, I'm saying, let me find it, find it so I can read it. Biologist, this is medical. <laughs> They found some more bones. Daily. Uh, daily. Biologist says Puerto Rican women possess ideal genotype of the perfect human via DNA ancestry. Ah, they got the closest to the ideal genotype. According to who, though? 
According to the hat.
Green found people who live with unrelenting violence and extreme poverty of the favelas of city slums experience the same levels of stress as those who live in the affluent suburbs. Interestingly, in Brazil, the affluent people are overwhelmingly of European ancestry, while favelas are primarily only people of mixed race. He believes mixed race people are more likely to have a good functioning copy of each gene from their mother and father. They are more likely to have healthy biological systems that allow them allow them to cope with stress. Science speculates being mixed race may contain biological advantages due to genetic variation or diversity or diversity. Offspring tend to produce unpredictable characteristics that are advantageous to the human population. Diverse genetic ancestry should be the gateway to attaining better health. Source uh, Epidemiological and Genetic Survey, BMC Psychiatry. These yogis have lost a mind. Hmm. How do you classify her as a Taino and then take her back to a Puerto Rican? Because, you know, the Tainos allegedly are from that island. You know what I'm saying? So I guess, yeah. they, you know, they like, you know, once they got mixed, they was Puerto Rican. Um, you know, 50% European. I wonder, is that 50% me? See, when you say that, is that 50% Neanderthal? What the fuck does that mean? Because the Native American is also part of Neanderthal. Sound like to me they're trying to replace the original woman, which would be the African woman. With a, yeah, with a mixed breed. With a, with a mulatto, yeah. Mm-hmm. This mixed breed the best thing rocking right here. How, how when they got European blood in you know, them, all of a sudden they had to cope with all this stress that the Europeans can't handle no God, no stress. When they said Brazil, which is, didn't, didn't the Germans settle down there and Coming down the end of their stretch, a lot of the Germans went to Brazil and shit. It was said that one of them, some of those scientists, was putting experiments on the babe, on the local women, having them breed twins and shit like that. What the fuck? Remember that, but more. Hold on, say that, say that again. You were saying like after like uh, the war with motherfucking U.S. the Germans. Like I was at, I don't know if that's World War One. Germans rolled out. The World War One, World War Two. Anyway, the Germans rolled out, and a lot of them took refuge over in Brazil and shit. Oh, that was up in World War Two. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then you said one of the scientists went down there, and it was the area of Brazil where they was doing experiments on some of the the, the local women having them, and they was breeding twins and shit. Got a whole village of twins down there, like well, not a mm-hmm. whole village, but the motherfucking the, the population. They produce mad twins in the ah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, what's that German? What's that German name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking like what you said. Now I I heard everything you said. Then at the end, I just I just didn't catch I didn't just didn't catch what you said. But yeah, I can't remember. I can't recollect that German name right now. But it's um mm-hmm. that's some, that's some quick information you can pull up. Now all of a sudden the perfect woman is from supposed to be a mixture of that. Yeah, the perfect. He said thirty. 
Where you get thirty percent West African? Where you got the fuck? You get some percentages like that. Yo, this that's what I'm saying. Listen, right? <laughs> now this this per now listen, right? I I would have I would have been more than likely. See, racism, white supremacy is a motherfucker. I know that y'all being racist in a motherfucker with this fifty percent. How fifty percent European? That means no. That means you you both soccer. <laughs> Identity and shit, niggas held the line. 
even though it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? That's a start. That's a start. Yeah, that's a start right there. They was like, yo, fuck that, man. Y'all want to fight? This is like this. We black, man. We going to stick together being black. And that was a start. No doubt. That's better than what the Clippers did. That's what the Clippers did. You know what I'm saying? No question. No doubt. The Clippers turn their shirts inside out. Bitch, fuck your shirt inside out. Turn <laughs> the team inside out. They, we, ain't, we ain't showing up. We can't come. We can't play. Them brothers black like, power. We risk our, you want to take our scholarships, take our scholarships, whatever, man. Do what you want to do, man. We're not playing. And they knew the power that they had. They knew that, yeah. look, man, if all of us stick together, they can't kick all of us out. They can't yeah. do it. They're going to be fucked up. And they knew that. So then what happened was that the, the fucking rest of the team, the crackers on the team, they fucking, we might well join in with them. <laughs> yeah. The coaches, because what the fuck? How you going to play a game with 80% of your team is black and they all sitting out? No question. Who the fuck playing? Nobody. The the kicker, you got the kicker, the punter, whoever the fuck else, the line, the offensive lineman. <laughs> the kicker, the punter, and the offensive lineman is still there. That thing, I don't make no motherfucking team right there. You don't do shit with that. So everybody joined in, they got him up out of here. Like I said, better than what the Clippers did. I'm sorry. Black power. There's black, black power, power on that. Oh yeah, definitely. Black power. Salute to to the to the young to the young brothers out there in Missouri. You know, people can say whatever, you know, they in there doing playing football, whatever. They they young they young brothers growing up in this racist white supremacist world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ain't no ain't no excuses, but they're hey, I can't say I can't say they've been they've been touched and been awoken. I I ain't got to them. I ain't got to them yet. So I don't know who have, but they did stand up under racial consciousness. They got some awareness. Uh, racial consciousness. They had a racial consciousness about themselves. That look, man, together we can do something. Fuck that. That I'm telling you, just a little something like that could send every one of them black men on that team off into a different path of racial awareness. You know what I'm saying? And race first, and race pride, because that's a victory. If you get a victory like that, that should make you feel good. You're going to want more victories. You're like, oh, man, we can do some shit together. No doubt. That's cool. You said it perfectly. And they did it as young, you know what I mean, young young soldiers and shit. You know what I'm saying? Probably so it was some house niggas probably telling them, they, you better not do that, boy. You're going to... You gonna lose your education? Mm-hmm. They like fuck y'all, man. I ain't about to take this shit no more. Yeah, that's real shit. I'm proud of them. And maybe they can set an example for those men that are older than them that play in the pros. Feel me? Right. I sure. Hmm. Y'all already got the money. Y'all already got it. Got that shit. Mm-hmm. You already got it. Oh, oh, that's what I wanted. Did I read did I read the story? No, y'all didn't get the Red Cross. Y'all didn't get the Red Cross story last week. I meant to put this in last week about the Red Cross and how many houses they done built out in hate since that hurricane. Give y'all the numbers on this. Give y'all the numbers on these houses over there. All right, um, 
2011. You know, in 2011, Brad Cross launched a multi-million dollar project to transform the desperately poor areas of Haiti. Um, the project was called the Lemica, which is uh, an acronym in Creole for a better life in my neighborhood. Um, supposed to be building hundreds of permanent homes. Today, not one home has been built in Capanche. Many residents still living in shacks made of rusty sheet metal without access to water, electricity, or basic sanitation. When it rains, their home floods, and residents bail out mud and water. The Red Cross received nearly a half a billion dollars. Yo. Nearly a half a billion. Now, they done been they publicly celebrated his work, but in fact, the Red Cross has failed on the ground in Haiti. Confidential memos, emails, worried top officers, and accounts of a dozen frustrated and disappointed insiders show the charity has broken promises. The Red Cross says it has provided homes for more than 130,000 people. But the actual number of permanent homes the group has built in all of Haiti, drum roll. <laughs> Y'all, anybody want to take a guess? Anybody want to take one guess? Give y'all a guess. Give y'all a guess. Niggas ain't did shit. Took the money and ran. Six. Six credits. Six. <laughs> After getting a half a billion. Oh, shit. Six, six credits. Six permanent homes out of a half a billion dollars. God damn. Six uh-huh. that that's some fucked up shit. Cause that means a lot of our people is over there going without. Fucked up even worse. Yeah, that's fucked even up. They spent more money on the military, the fucking uh, the peace corps shit over there. Mm. These motherfuckers hmm. material saying they done helped over four and a half million Haitians. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Some of them helped over four and a half million. They done raised more money than any other goddamn, any other group. These motherfuckers had a $24 million budget. Well. God damn. Red Cross, true to form, right? Before, huh? Started in the Crusades. What they do? Kill and take people's shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you see the Red Cross that best believe there's problems there. That's the goddamn, that's the Jew on high. That's super high Jew right there to get in there. You be on that's the super high Jew. You get in there all up in there, nigga. We in here with the Red Cross. Red Cross go anywhere, cross battle lines and everything. Huh? The Red Cross cross battle lines. They go to any any side of the battle. Nobody bothers them. Motherfuckers, man. Mm. Where's uh the cracker Hillary Clinton and the cracker man. Bill? Aren't they supposed to be friends of Haiti? Or, or they just want to keep that plantation they got. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, um. This shit don't add up. You motherfuckers, it's $500 million collected. See, this is why you don't trust none of these crackers, man. You want to donate something, man. You find motherfucking people on the ground to give your shit to, man. It's people who there on the ground, like real people, who really go and do it, who, who there. You don't give to these motherfucking crackers, man. 
Some, they done bought summer homes with that money. Yachts. How much the head of the Red Cross making? Huh? Over there writing the pillaging, man. <clears throat> Had another story, big bro. I wanted to drop in if it's cool. All right, all right. Hold on. I just want to say this real quick. Okay. We, you know, we want to give a salute to all the crackers who kill themselves because they put a black person in Star Wars. I don't care about the Star Wars, but if white people killing themselves because they putting black people in Star Wars, black power. Put some more in there. Black power. Right here is for all these, the, the, you know, all the niggas talking about getting that big money so you can get free. This shit is off of the hill. This is the, uh, this is out of the hill. So this is the uh, source for the story. It says uh, XGAO head uh, says U.S. debt is three times more than you think. So for all them big money players thinking we're gonna get money and get free, the story is uh, the former U.S. Comptroller General says the real U.S. debt is closer to about $65 trillion than the OFT-cited figure of $18 trillion. Dave Walker, who headed the Government Accountability Office, GAO, uh, under President Bill Clinton and George W. Bush, said when you add up all the nation's unfunded liabilities and national debt, when you add up all the nation's unfunded liabilities, the national debt is more than three times the number generally advertised. If you end up adding to that $18.5 trillion, the unfunded civilian and military pension and retiree health care and additional underfunding for Social Security, the additional underfunding for Medicare, various commitments and contingencies that the federal government has the real number that the federal government has, so the contingencies that the federal government has, the real number is about $65 trillion rather than $18 trillion, and it's growing automatically absent reforms. Walker told uh, host John Kasmadids on, Cat, on the Cats Roundtable on New York's uh, AM 970, in an interview airing Sunday, the former Comptroller General who is charged, who is in charge of ensuring federal spending is fiscally responsible, said a, uh, uh, I don't know, bordering national debt uh, hampers the ability of the government to carry out both domestic and foreign policy initiatives. If you don't keep your economy strong, and that means to be able to generate more jobs and opportunities, you are not going to be strong internationally with regard to the foreign policy. You're not going to be able to invest what you need to invest in the national defense and homeland security, and ultimately, you're not going to be able to provide the kind of social safety net 
that we need in this country, he said. He said Americans have lost touch with reality when it comes to spending. Walker called the Democrats and Republicans to put aside partisan politics and come together to fix the problem. You can be a Democrat. You can be a Republican. You can be unaffiliated. You can be whatever you want. But the duty of loyalty needs to be to the country rather than to party. And we need to solve some of the large known and growing problems that we have. Yeah, so basically they telling you the motherfucking dollar about to be worth nothing, nigga. Exactly. Yeah. $65 trillion debt, baby. Monopoly. They said, what is going to happen? They need to forgive the They need to forgive the debt. That means they owe motherfuckers that they can't pay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Then with the U.S., if, if a nigga let you owe him $65 trillion, he's a bitch-ass nigga. Because how the fuck are you going to pay back $65 trillion, man? But it's not an accidental debt, you know. Oh, no. It's a debt on purpose because these same very people have untold wealth, personal wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, the the wealthiest do not pay their fair share taxes if they pay taxes at all. And that go for the damn corporations. So, you know, who they now count as people. So I don't think the debt is uh, um, by accident. Nah, not at, not all. at all. Nah, and you're saying that, sister. I, I uh, you know, looking into it, not an accident. It's definitely on purpose where they're selling off the, not so, let me think, huh? They're selling off the country to other people so they can buy up out of this motherfucker. Like, like you got a group who've been invested in here a long time. This, they've seen that the investment, they've gotten almost all that they could out of the investment. So now they're on the fire sale. So now they're selling it off to other people. You know what I'm saying? But selling it in a, in a mannerism that it looked like it got some worth. It might give you some worth later on. But they know that inherently it ain't worth shit. That's like you say, it's deadly, it's tanking further and further. Thank but they you. selling it, you know, they done sold pieces to China, they sold pieces to India, under the guise that, well, it's America. This shit is going to be prosperous forever, man. We ain't going to never let this down. And the motherfucking people looked at it like, yeah, you know, investing in America, that's definitely got to be a good deal. Lo and behold, look, it's tank, tank, tank. They tanking this motherfucker. It's a fire cell. Everything must go, including you. Look at Detroit. That's why they selling all the Detroit cells. Detroit right out to the Arabs. Wait, we're selling to sell the whole city to them. Fuck it. Hey, huh? that's capitalism. Huh? Capitalism, they only here to capitalize. They don't care about the United States. Man, this is the rules here can be applied to other places. They know that. And like, mm-hmm. this shit ain't special. We can go through the same shit. We can make money over there the same way we making money over here. It costs, and one of the things that happen in America, it starts to cost too much to make money here. You can't, it's not the same uh, price. You know what I'm saying? You don't get the same margin of uh, 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 um, return on your investment. Yeah, 
return because you got to pay people more here. America more expensive. You got to pay more here to the workers, the, the insurance, and all this. You know, so since you got to pay more, you ain't getting no that same return. And who wants to do that? What businessman really want to not get to not maximize his return? Well, you know, I'm I'm all for profit, but it went beyond profit to greed. Yeah. You know, there was an old philosophy in their bullshit economics that said, you know, if a company had made more than 50% profit, that was considered magnificent. You know, by the time we get to the 80s and 90s, companies are making 200 to 500% profit, obscene numbers that they're still making right this damn minute. Like you said, there's nothing wrong with making a little profit. You, how else can you survive and make a little bit extra? Even 50% is a, that, yo, listen. Look, look, look. If you make 50% on everything you're selling, man, you're making good money. I'm telling you, I do business. Trust me. If you're buying stuff at $5, selling it at $7.50, right? Or selling it at 8 9 whatever, long as if you make it, Two fifty off of everything that you paid for for five dollars, and you making back. Trust me, you making good money, man. You making good motherfucking money. Now to make two hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I bought. I, I don't not double. I double double my shit twice on you. What? That's ridiculous, right there. You're supposed to be able to double your shit twice on nobody, man. That shit ridiculous. That's Robin and Stillman. That's Robin and Stillman. Yeah. That's not the no accountability. Accountability. Huh? That's cap- capitalism, baby. No, so that's and that is that's capital. <laughs> capitalism. On a certain level, but according to their uh, economic philosophy, right? Uh huh. Yeah. It, it's supposed to be supply and demand. That's supposed to be the check and balance. Yeah. No and account and that, there's supposed to be a check and balance. Same thing mean? with economics. But they, mm-hmm. this will show you how foul they are, just like they do with their criminal, criminal laws. They break their own economic philosophy and principles. Huh? Because, look, you, 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 okay, say here uh, uh, in New York, people may make more money uh, 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 compared to uh, someplace else, even though, you know, making... Uh, the amount of money they should be making in relationship to what the uh, upper echelons of man- management is making is obscene, right? Okay, now, you, you take that situation. How do they balance that out? Well, anything that you need, like shelter, clothing, food, you never see it go down. Well, that breaks their first principle of supply and demand. Since I've been a child, I ain't never seen shit go down. I've only seen shit go up. You might catch a sell here or there, but I've never seen uh, the price of bread go down and stay down. Never, never. And you're saying that that's right because, you know, just saying that, right, that's like homes. Right now there's more homes available then there is people to live in these motherfuckers. So rent, the rent, rent should be going down. Cheap as fuck, yeah. <laughs> if you 
you go by the supply and demand principle. Yeah, because there's so, so much motherfucking supply, and the demand ain't there for it. But that's when, they, that's when they advertising and marketing. That's when the advertising and marketing come in. You know what I'm saying? They trick us into thinking that, look, man, no matter what, you need more. You need to pay more for a house. You need, you got to have more. You can't have one car. You need two. You got to have three. You don't need, you know what I mean? It changed up our, it changed up our ideal of what it is, of what it is to have. We need a four-car garage. You can't have a two-car garage. People down the street got three. You need 16 bedrooms. I need 10 bedrooms. I need eight. I need eight. How many people in your family? Three. What the fuck? Eight bedrooms with three people in the family? You going to bring family members over to your cousins and aunties going to live with you too? No. Hmm? Oh, it's and then they got your ass locked, because now from there on out, a motherfucker will never think to get what he needs. Now he's getting what the fuck he wants, and then you lock into the system where you start doing that shit. Yeah, I mean, you pay more for it. You know what I'm saying? You got to pay more for what you want. You got to pay more for what you want, man, especially when mm. you're... You got to. You got to pay the cost. You got to pay the cost to be the boss. You don't need that. You want it? Oh, do you want it? When they develop, when they get you to develop that appetite for consumerism, then you want to keep the system in place. Like niggas is not fighting for revolution, but niggas is living lavish. Like you can't get them niggas to see your your, your position as being viable. In fact, they see you as a threat. Because now, niggas, you about to fuck me up for being able to get my whips. You know what I'm saying? Get my cribs. You know what I mean? Rock my some, ice some and do, shit. Brother, and some don't. Yeah. Some do, some don't. You know what I'm saying? I mean, wow. uh, again, uh, I, how how does a blind person know they blind? Hmm. If you're born blind, how do you know you blind? I say, I say, I say. So, for some people, for some of our people, even after them being shown, they will still not see. And then some of our people will. You know, you yourself is uh, is an example of that. But how many, you know, who knows about the fucking supply and demand principle? Who knows that they've been got? You just, you know, you, you come in the world and you think it's the norm, you know, but your a uh, 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 child's mind who, that ain't already caught up in the uh, institutionalization, indoctrination shit, can see things that um, adults cannot sometimes, or a lot of times, you know. So you will notice that shit never go down at the supermarket. Why shit always go up? Why is there not a balance? You know what I'm saying? And then you learn about the principle, and then you see that the shit is a fucking game. It's all to keep you poor on a certain level. You know what I'm saying? So you can't never really get above the water, even though you may be in a state where the income, uh, where the wage may be higher. There are things set up in place where that shit will never allow you to have save up for a rainy day. Like the jobs, you're saying that that's like jobs. 
in order for the job to really go with the, 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 the times right now, because the snicker is a dollar right now, because the snicker is a dollar, I remember when the snicker used to be 50 cents at the store, right? And the, like the regular large bar, right, 50 cents at the store. Now it's twice as much as it used to be. That means that people should be getting paid twice as much as they used to be getting paid. Because the because your pay supposed to go with the the the, the, the um, cost of increase in life. You know what I'm saying? So as the cost is going up, then your pay scale got to go up. But see, that's where like right now they would have to be paying people thirty dollars an hour at regular jobs. That motherfucking McDonald's getting twenty dollars an hour, man, off the top, man. Because you can't. What you gonna do? Ten. Ten dollars. What the fuck? Ten dollars gonna do? Yo, you can't, I don't give a fuck, man. You got to be doing some criminal in New York if you're getting $10 a job, $10 an hour at a motherfucking job, man. Or you got to have four or five people in that house working at the same motherfucking time. Or you got to have super rap, housing, Section 8, housing authority, HUD. You got to have all of them shit in one. All working two jobs. Yeah, while working two jobs. fucking... Yo, listen, if ain't no place, yo, listen, I'm telling y'all, look, if ain't no place expensive than a motherfucker, but it's, 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 yo, I live in expensive ass, Connecticut, New Haven is expensive, but New York is something else. Their, their price of living is ridiculous. You know what I mean? I can understand why they bring, they had a party called the rent is too damn high. When you got niggas paying $1,500 to live in two bedroom motherfucking apartments in the projects, man. Okay. Closet size, paper thin wall. Come on, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred. It's living. I'm like, yo, get the fuck out of here, yo. I'm like, yo, I'm that living, and, and yo, listen, this shit is, yo, listen, there's no way I'm gonna live sixteen hundred dollars. I'm living there, man. Coming out of Connecticut, I'm like sixteen hundred dollars, nigga. I ain't living in this shit for sixteen hundred. What the fuck? Here's <laughs> you could die out. Okay. Crazy. Niggas can listen, right? They listen to everything we say. We in the apartment, nigga. They just hear everything right next door, man. There ain't no doubt about it. They hear everything. I say, you smell each other's seasoning. Yeah. Ooh, no. You know what I'm saying? All <laughs> that. Yeah, all of that. Everything everybody cooking, we know. Hey, you just walk by the door. Oh, they cooking this? Oh, you cooking this? They go to Jamaica and them some Puerto Ricans right there. What do you got there? Them niggas over there, that smell like this. What I'm thinking though, big brother, price the price ain't going up. The value of the dollar is going down. The currency, the value of the currency is dropping, so they gotta charge you fucking more. When they don't have to though, that yeah, that's that's the crime in it. That's no what's doubt. so sad. Like um, my, people was telling me it was on the news, uh, sister and her baby homeless and shit. I got to see if I could find out about it, but. It's ridiculous when there are abandoned buildings in motherfucking New York. When the fucking uh, beast Pope came here, they miraculously found shelter for all the people that was homeless where he would travel. Because the building's already empty, sitting around. Oh. Old manufacturing buildings. Look at all this shit. They got it. They got places right here where our homeless could be at. Big ass buildings they ain't been used in forever, man. Most of buildings just sitting there. They waiting to rot. They letting them rot out so they can sell them to motherfucking Yale. See, we got a different problem here. Well, we got one of the same problems most people got is gentrification, but they 
You know, they waiting out because Yale going to buy the whole city up. It's going to just be Yale Haven. There ain't going to be no New Haven. No more. Wow. I'm about to say it. something? Yeah. Huh? I thought I heard Nekara about to come in and say something. Nah, the brother, he's working late tonight. Oh, okay. He had to work late over there on, on that West Coast. So, you know, he said he might be able to slide through when he get in, but he's going to be a little off right now. You know what I'm saying? You know, okay. put that field work in, you know what I mean, right now. They got it. Mr. Brother Lord, Lord Chase. No doubt. Yeah, got power to Captain Africa. Black power. Mm. They got another article on your boy Obama, man. They wait for it to drop the CD. Then we put the wait. Oh, no doubt. Put the joint. Coming in the mix for y'all. I'm telling you. Gonna be some bangers coming in the mix. No doubt. Just like the uh, you know what I'm saying, put a little. I know we doing news, and uh, I like to shout out to the Queen of Quete out here in South Dallas. You know what I'm saying, and I must say we got to do something about these black ass traders, man. You know what I'm saying, these bitch ass niggas gotta go, man. Real talk, you know what I'm saying. What what has happened out here? A place has been out here over 20 plus years teaching the African heritage putting our people on knowledge yourself, you know what I'm saying? The bitch-ass nigga, what happened? We had a fair out here just this past couple of months. You know, the fair came out here, and, and she didn't she didn't want to use the space. She didn't want to use her parking space for, for, for fair parking. You know what I'm saying? She was having events. She said her customers need the space. The owner of the, the, owner of the uh, space, which is a black man, you hear me? He get mad because he ain't going to be able to make this extra little money. So what he do to the queen? Raise up the rent to un, un, unacceptable prices. You know what I'm saying? Economically force her up out of there. So so we had to spend all day, put, put everything out on the curb like it didn't mean shit. You hear me? 20 plus years of rent on time. 20-plus years of paying your ass rent on time every month. And this is how you do the queen. We See, see that can't go down. I read that link you put in there, King. You know, and black power to all y'all that stood by. You know what I'm saying? I got to put that word yeah. in. But they, they I, it's interesting you say it's a brother because, you know, they had a Cracker Beast picture in that article. Yeah. Yeah, if you notice, they said the owner didn't want to speak, but then they right back bring the cracker up on the up on the uh, <laughs> up on the talk like he the owner. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Why the oh. owner didn't want to speak? You see what I'm yeah, saying? That media is a dirty mother. Yo, that media is a dirty bit. Yo, woo. Sister, we, we, can you get that sister? We can see if we can get her on the show. Ashay. 
We'll do. We'll do. I'll be back out there tomorrow. I sure will let her know. That would be, you know, that would be dope. Yo, black power to that. Black power, man. But on the other hand, I would like to also add, though, you know what I'm saying? The family came together, man, last night, and we raised $1,300 just after people that came to help and knew and knew what kind of time it was. We raised $1,300 right there and another 1000 on the Internet, you know what I'm saying, last over the night. So she was able to get the new place. She finna be up in there, you know what I'm saying? And no, it's going to be even better. And it's gonna be even better. You hear me? Black power. That's that's what that, see, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Black, black power. Black. Put that money behind that. That's black economics right there. Uh, Beautiful, yo. Black power, man. Think about what we can't do. What we ain't doing. You got the red, black, and green community doing it. Yeah, you talking about? Uh, okay. Only people ain't doing it is those who talk about we ain't doing it. That's who ain't doing it. It's a new day. That's, that's wonderful. Hey, man, she was worried because she had to raise $4,500, man, to get the new place, man. She had to do it overnight. We was able to pull out seats, man. You hear me? Ooh. Black power, man. Black power. Maybe for Hodiac. That's real shit. 20 years worth of business, that's what I'm talking about, though. See, that's black, that's black appreciation for good black business. And, and, and King, you feel I'm proud of you, and, and feel good about yourself for being a part of such a beautiful thing. Black power, you know what I'm saying? Y'all remember when I, y'all remember back in May when I had the uh, little arrest thing? You know what I'm saying? The Queen is the one; she let us organize the event. You hear me? So, so, so I, I mean, I feel like you hear me. She here for the organizer. She here for the people out here that's trying to do something for the people. You hear me? No. And that's how them black ass traders pay her off, man. That shit can't go down. Ah uh, man, yeah, we gotta we we'll, we'll hit the back line. See how we can, me. see how we can we can approach this, you know what I'm saying, in every way possible to make sure that he he feel the pressure behind this. Ashe, you know we, we need to love ourselves enough to get to to no longer accept. Our own doing us dirty. Hey man, I'm saying find it, get his number, get his number, get his, you know, get his information and whatever you can find on him, man. We can, we can shit, man. I'm saying we've been wanting to use the show for the daytime, man. Just need to, you need to get somebody to call during the day. Hmm. What's going on with this situation here? You know, we just like to get some answers behind this. What's going on? All right then, with the same that you going. You gonna feel the boycott your own stuff. You looking into all your businesses that you got, everything that you own. Exactly. Black power. Exactly. Black power. What? Yeah, yeah, we can be able to do that. At least you know, goddamn, we got to at least at least let them know that look, man, we plan on ostracizing you. You ostracized in the community, man, for doing this. That's what you said. Isolate that motherfucker. Let him do it some crackers. At the least. At the yeah. least. Shay. Yeah, at the least, isolate them. Look, man, we putting you out there as somebody who against black business, man. You're you, 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 the community. You definitely against black people prospering. 
Brother Rahe Ru had posted um, that uh, video of Dr. Clark going in on Farrakhan, and, and, and that's what he, he brought that up again, you know, uh, dealing with these types has to be done. I say. Real shit though, man. That made a power move. I like to hear shit like that. I like to hear that real shit. Mm. Got an article right here, bro. Born on your boy, your boy Obami. Oh. He, he said he got named Ally of the Year by the LBGT magazine. Oh, he he on the cover. Yeah, they got a hit. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga, the poster boy. I'm going to throw the little bit of article down. It was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Negro made the cover. Yeah. Says President Obama sat for a photo shoot without a uh, magazine. Uh, magazine in conjunction with being named Ally of the Year by Pro Gay Rights Periodical. Obama, who will. Mm-hmm. Obama, who will appear on the magazine cover in a black and white shot, becomes the first sitting president to be featured prominently in LBGT in the LBGT periodical. Uh, and in the company interview with the magazine, Obama talked about influences in his life, such as his mother and a gay professor at. Occidental College, who influenced his views on gay rights. Despite the Supreme Court decision legalizing gay marriage nationwide, he said there is still work to be done to bring about full equality for the LGBT community, such as by ending harmful practices like conversion therapy. Yeah, this nigga crazy. Obama's yeah, you might as well just come all the way out. Man, you feel me? Okay. Say like by ending by ending harmful practices like conversion therapy, Obama said the overwhelming favorable attitude of young people toward gay rights gives him cause for optimism. You hear that bullshit? The over the overwhelming favorable attitude of young people towards gay rights gives him cause for optimism. It just doesn't dawn on them that friends who are gay or friends' parents who are same-sex couples should be treated differently than anyone else, he said. The president added that parents are... Uh, Read that again. It just don't what? It don't... He said, this motherfucker said, um, it just doesn't dawn on them. Unless he's talking about the children, the young people who are supposed to be uh, favorable towards gay rights gives him hope for optimism. He says, the young people, uh, it just doesn't dawn on them that friends who are gay or friends' parents who are same-sex couples should be treated differently than anyone else, he said. 
the president added that parents are afraid to justify to their kids why a gay teacher or a transgender best friend isn't quite as equal as someone else. Obama said the Supreme Court decision creating a constitutional right to gay marriage this summer reflects a remarkable attitude shift in the hearts and minds across America. It reflects that our values as a nation founded on the principles that we are all created equal, he said. Man, fuck this shit. No, hold on, hold on. Listen, man, that shit was some powerful shit he said right there, man. I feel you. That's some real slick shit right Basically, it's an attack on the African community. It's an attack on the, the relationship between the black woman and black man. But listen, right? But he mm-hmm. said that, that, listen, if you listen to him, you know he know what the fuck is going on. He knows you're doing some bullshit because he says it don't dawn on him, meaning that it just ain't awoken to their mind that this shit is wrong. Even though it is, they just ain't asking the questions. Then they said the parents, what, what, what did he say about the parents? The parents is, is afraid. They, they, they what? He said, let's see. He said, uh, it just doesn't dawn on them that friends who are gay or friends, parents who are same-sex couples should be treated differently than anyone else. The president added that parents are afraid to try to justify to their kids why a gay teacher or a transgender best friend isn't quite as equal as someone else. We got them afraid. We got them afraid to challenge this faggotry. We got them scared. Mm, I see, Brother Bourne. I mm-hmm. see you. Mm-hmm. You see? We got y'all afraid to even say something about this shit. You scared to challenge it. You don't know what the fuck to say. You don't know how to say that this shit ain't equal. We got you. Y'all know this, this slick-ass coded language right here. He's, he's a slick-mouth motherfucker right there. He's telling us our problems. He's telling us our problems. He's telling us how to get how we, how we fix it. You know, they put this shit in our face. These motherfuckers write this shit for him to say to these people so they can put it out there. Cracker, that Jew don't mind telling you. Punk-ass parents. P-A-P, the PAP. The PAP. That's when we became a whole generation of punk-ass parents, afraid to tell our children the fucking truth. Tell them the truth. I don't care if you send your... I don't give a fuck what you do. Tell them the truth. If you send them to school, okay, whatever the fuck you're doing, just feel every time you talk to them, be honest in the motherfucker. Always tell them the truth about what the fuck is what, man. Make sure that they are aware of what really is going on. Anytime they say, look, no, this is what it is. Do not spare their feelings for how they philosophically think about what the fuck is happening. Always hit them with the direct forefront truth. Mm-hmm. They'll love you for it later. They might not like how it feels that you told them that and it, was a, it, it went against their view or how they thought about something. But if you're telling them that shit which is factual, which they can go back and look and say, yeah, you... You was right. You good, man. You good. You good. We don't. We can't live in the world of spirit feeling. See, that's something that I now. That's something that you know. You look at other nations, right, and you study them. And I study white people. And one thing about white people, not here in America, but in England, in Europe, European white people are very what they call frank. 
it up front right with what the fuck they're going to say to you. This makes for a better relationship and gets you to get, it, it makes you more stable in life. You know what I'm saying? Being able to be up front and not having to hide or, or mask what you think to, to spare others' feelings. Because feelings are emotions, and emotions change. You can feel with something about something right, right now, and then five minutes later you feel something else. That shit gonna change. So that's not nothing you should get wrapped up in. But that's a, that's a, that's something that we have to we gonna have to take that we can't get wrapped up in and feel good. Like what do we say? Feel good information. And you know the way they pushing it, big bro, like you saying, they're trying to push it in a manner in which if so many motherfuckers gravitate towards that shit, you'll feel like the odd man out to speak on that shit and take a stance against it. So they pretty much trying to motherfucking, now, they trying to motherfucking force their agenda to the point they get so many numbers that the average motherfucker just follows, follows suit. It's almost like fucking Christianity and shit. Like, a lot of motherfuckers just won't be like, man, well, what about that shit? You ain't no Christian? Like, no, nah, I'm not no Christian. Oh, fuck, you don't believe in the Bible? You know what I find out? Motherfucker asks you, like, you tell them you ain't a Christian, they'll be like, well, do you believe in God? Like, that's the only shit. And I'm like. Mm-hmm. And they use the president, a black president at that. That that also got mad significance, you know, in pushing this sick white perversion. But let's keep it real. We let that shit slide with our hip, uh, with our music. We let that shit slide, right? We we let R. Kelly slide with the pedophilia. Oh, you know what? We 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 done let you got young thug straight out homo fag. We let little Wayne and baby straight out fag. Little baby now just straight saying it. I mean, and 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 and, and it's allowed to be. Yeah, and, and you know you you saying something. I think that that R. Kelly, the R. Kelly thing was was something that really it showed a chink in our armor for personality code. Showed a chink in our fucking armor. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody knew he was wrong. Everybody knew, but they you got. People who accepted it at first, you know what I'm saying? Even though everybody was like, yo, he did it. Everybody knew he did it. That's what I said. Everybody was like, yo, he did it. But you got some people saying, well, look, some people blaming the girl. Mostly women. Mostly women blaming the girl. And I and I felt that that was crazy. I'm like, how is y'all blaming the goddamn girl? But, you know, I don't know. It's a woman thing. I don't know how. You know what I'm saying? But they try to blame the girl. I see a couple of dudes. Try to blame the girl also. But, I mean, people was like, yo, you know, well, you know, 50, 50, I, I, I think about 40% of the people were saying, you know, well, look, well, so what? 50% of the people were saying, he's wrong, he's wrong, he's wrong. But over time, right, what happened was he he got the white man on his side. They delayed the case, and then he was found not guilty. He stayed away from a lot of stuff for a little while until that case was done. He was declared not guilty. With his declaration of not guilty, that gave him the white man a stamp of approval. He's clear. So 
that swayed the other people who still like listening to the music. It was like, well, fuck it. I still listen to the music. <laughs> I'm Didn't just, he pay some money out, Big Bro? Didn't he end up paying some money to the to the family to, to drop the shit or back off the shit? Yeah, he gave some. He had gave some money already. I'm saying he gave some money, but he didn't pay the case off. Okay. He got found not guilty. He didn't pay him off where the case didn't go to court. What he mm. did though was pay him so people recollection wasn't so good after a couple <laughs> years. Why should yeah? Took him a couple years for him to get it to, to to be able to get it to trial. Took a couple years for it to get to trial, and then by that time, the girl couldn't remember nothing. She didn't know if it was her. She couldn't remember. Uh, parents didn't remember. Nobody remembered anything. And so with nobody remembering nothing, the jury was forced to find him not guilty. Mm. And he was back. With open arms, people going to his concerts again. All right. The movie is a perfect satire of the whole situation. Aaron Magruder made a perfect satire on the cartoon, the boondocks, of the whole thing. Like, I, you should see how the women was, it was a, just a perfect satire of people just like, so what? So what? He can, he can, he can pee on me. Mm-hmm, I've seen that. Man. When they brought the nigga back, cause they blew him the fuck up, cause the nigga did the world, the World Cup, if I am mistaken, that was like one of his first major performances. They had that nigga do the World Cup in South Africa. Was that? Come on, man. And uh, and you got another one too, uh, Latifa. I mean, that should not be allowed, and it should not be supported. Drink, no doubt. We should have we should have ostracized her. And as I said, we the people we wanted we wanted to be in so so bad that we were just like, oh well, we happy to see her on the screen. You feel me? Oh, we happy that we were just happy to see a movie with it's you know we were just happy to see said it all. Nobody was four black women. It was four black women. They were starring in the movie. Well, you know, the other three, you know, the other three wasn't like that in the movie. It was, it was all that stuff. And we didn't ostracize her. She got a TV show. We didn't, we didn't, I don't think she got it no more, though. She ain't got a little show no more. I think she got it no more. I don't, I don't check on, I don't check on her. You ain't keep up with that shit. I don't, I don't even want, I, don't, I can't mm-hmm. give her no ratings. I can't give her no ratings. That's why, that's why I can't watch Empire. I'm trying to find a way to get bootleg of the season from somebody. So then that way, I don't got to look at it on YouTube, give them no, I don't give them no view. No play, no doubt. I don't none of that. Shay. So if I want my people to give me a bootleg copy of the, of, of the series, and then I can check it out and see what the fuck is what, what's really going on with this shit. And that shit's some straight fuckery, man. As baggy as they telling me, man, I, I doubt I can finish one whole episode. It's fuckery, man. This got some heavy mind control shit in there. Like, I just, I want to go pick up some food and shit from a little Jamaican spot, and they was watching that shit like it was gospel. They're like, yeah, it's just in it. I'm like, mommy, why are you watching this shit? I said, this shit's, some, I said, this number fuckery, mom. She said, yeah, it's just entertainment, son. It's just entertainment, I said, nah, mama, the youth is peeping this shit out. Like, they're the ones who really tuning into this shit. 
I said, so we're serious mind control, and, and they carrying, you know what I'm saying, the ideologies from the series and bringing it back to the community. And I'm like, look at look at how they talking, like, motherfucking son talking to his dad, disrespectful. I said, this is doing more than just promote homosexuality. I said, this promoting the disrespect for the elders and shit. The youth that talk to the elders all crazy. It's just a whole bunch of fuckery, man. It's, and, like, it's, some, it's, it's, some, it's a lot of psyops in there, but they're running some heavy shit. They know what the fuck they're doing when they're putting that shit out there. But they got niggas waiting. Niggas is on deck for that dumb shit. But, I mean, it is what it is. You're going to have some motherfuckers that follow the, you know what I mean, follow the sheep. The sheep's been led to slaughter. It's some straight fuckery, though. Jew, I don't, what, you know, 
what whatever she is, you know, one of them one of them funny one of them funny she one of them funny looking women. You don't know really what she is. She a mix of all type of stuff. So he messing with one of these funny ones who already who 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 more white woman than anything. So that right there already showed it. Look, that was the break in the black family. He don't want to deal with the black woman. He'd rather deal with her. This is this is now his new queen. You know what I'm saying? And I can see the fag thing just coming up because the the, the fucking the, uh, writer, Lee Daniel, said that shit. He said that. He said that. He said that. And I said, damn. And then I just thought about the show, and I said, damn, why, why they don't pull that? Because I, I want to put it past Terrence Howard to, do, to perform no gay scene. I don't know. He didn't okay. do that. He didn't do that. That nigga already looked like he had for a goddamn fruitcake anyway. And huh? then I'll be thinking like this. How can you go to a job surrounded by fruitcakes every day with a smile on your face? <laughs> Shit. That's real. Praise be to these fucking nuts. I'll be afraid around a bunch of faggots. I'll be like, man, fuck that. I can't, I can't do it no more, my nigga. They said the goddamn. They said the last day. They said in some. See, I don't. I don't really even. I mean, I seen two shows. Right, I seen the first two episodes. But, but they said that in some one of the episodes, he he said something about a a BJ Bib or some shit like that. Right. This was this was on the uh, Anthony Browder breakdown of the whole shit. He said something about uh, a BJ Bill. So the last. So the last fucking day when they wrap up the first season, they say the goddamn the the dude. What's the nigga that uh that wrote the whole shit? I mean, not that wrote it, but the producer. Lee Daniel. What's his name? Lee Daniel. Yeah. They say his faggot ass passes out some fucking BJ bills, my nigga. Now, come on, my nigga. If you're a straight man, my nigga, you feel me? Nigga, that nigga gotta get his ass beat, my nigga. Gotta get beat up. Real shit, bro. Shit, my nigga, what you passing this out to me for, my nigga? Oh, cause man, I'm telling you, son. Listen, I, yo, look, hold up, hold up. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let Richard Pry, I'm gonna let Richard Pry, I'm gonna let Richard Pry tell y'all. I'm gonna let Richard Pry tell y'all about this. <laughs> Richard Pry tell y'all about this day. Way back, Richard Pry told us about this. But that's crazy, brother. Yo, that's crazy. Oh, that's. Say, I wish it was a way I could let y'all see the whole thing, man. You know what I'm saying? I could only find a little clip. But the whole thing is about like an hour. You know what I'm saying? Man, he hit a nigga with some shit, man. I'm like, it made me never say I was happy I never got into that show, bro. I was just happy that that shit just never. I was like, man, I'm glad I don't fuck with that shit, bro. I never fuck with that shit. Hell no. After I seen that shit, I done watched that shit probably four times now. Mm-hmm. These niggas out of control. You know I used to watch it, you know, messing with Jeannie, and I just never got around to seeing it. You know, the fuck, see, with the, 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 the psychological shit they pushing on us, you know, the, the social shit. But, man, that, the, the man that went is beyond obscene. That's going to have to be a homework assignment. We're going to we're gonna have to look at that show. We're going to have to come back to the real breakdown. Because we, you know, as, as family, we're going to have to look at that show. Damn. 
and come back and give and give us and give an African assessment. We just no, no. Man, one thing one thing the nigga said on there though, man. He said uh, Lee Daniels and the dude and the, and the white boy that wrote that wrote the shit and he wrote the butler, right? They said uh, they gave creative control of the show over to this Mexican chick. The Mexican chick wrote that wrote that show the L word. You remember that shit for the for the gay for the gay women? Yeah. yeah. So so she the one doing the shit now. So you know it's gonna be full of faggotry up in this shit. You feel me? It was, it's probably going to get 10 times worse, like you said, bro. It's going to get 10 times worse. Well, brother, I tell you, that, that little clip you, you shared was powerful to me, all right? Um, when when he uh, revealed certain things up in there, it, it, it was mind-boggling. And one of the things was how that gay, faggot, white dude uh, grew up listening to uh, Quentin Tarantino. He he worked at yeah. uh, the video store where he used to come at and shit. So you can see how he got put on too. You know what I'm saying? And the exploitation of our people, making black people look bad and shit. You know what I'm saying? Dumb, dumb stereotypes. Uh-huh. And you know what Quentin Tarantino doing now? You know what he's doing? He... He out there protesting Black Lives Matter. He's on the Black Lives Matter. He led a fucking Black Lives Matter. He led a march. He he led a march. He got the fucking police so mad at him. They talking about we got boycott Quentin Tarantino motherfucking uh, movies and shit. Say word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got yeah. it out here. Yeah. Is he is he supposed to be making a movie about Mike Brown or some bullshit? Huh. Is he supposed to be making a movie about one of the young brothers getting shot or some shit? Oh, I don't know. I don't got information on that, brother. That's some information. Yeah. But I think. But. Who knows? You see that big Jew nose? Who knows how the Jew goes? Because you remember, you know which producer did that Fruitvale Station off Oscar Grant? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what producer did it. Who, who produced it? I don't know. If somebody got a computer. I thought John, was it John Singleton who did that? Nah, I don't think it was. It might have been. I ain't sure. I think it was a white boy, though. Uh, I, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a brother. It might be. I thought uh, that I movie was. Okay. I haven't seen that yet. It might have been mm-hmm. a new brother. Oh, man. I, I, I hate I, that station. Oh, man. My heart. My heart broke. Yeah, that was some bullshit. My heart broke. My heart broke. It was just the scene in the hospital. When the when the homeboys came in there and the mother said just like just let it go or some shit. Oh man, my heart broke. My I thought they took I thought they took a lot of time to demonize his character. Yeah, Showing man. him getting locked up and all that shit. Like, yeah, man, I gotta quit selling weed, man. Try to get yeah. fighting. Then he had a you see he had a little uh, mulatto Mexican chick. He ain't had no sister. Then he was chasing the white bitch at the grocery store. I'm like, man, they trying to throw some. I'm like, that shit really didn't have nothing to do with the actual story of what happened. Oh my, like, why they, why they got this nigga wild and just looking like a off the truck, like a little gangster gang banger and shit. Then at that time they said, huh? 
the little the little clippings I seen of it, I was like, nah, I'm not fucking with it because I was aware of the real uh, murder me? Uh, of this brother, and I, I just couldn't go there. Just like I ain't go there with the butler. The only shit that I did see on that level, and and I have to admit, it was um, what you call that, Django shit. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and I was at some people's, you know, family crib, and I did see that shit. But, yeah, man, please. filling up some crackers. That's the only thing I gave him some love on that. Like, at least the nigga was blowing. seen plenty of crackers. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I, I, I say. For those, who don't, for those who don't know, they seen him killing crackers. And that is a good thing. For those who know, I see a whole other story. I don't know what the fuck is this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. But I was like, okay. Some, I, the way they portrayed our sisters in there was fucked up. That was some fucked up shit right there. That was the most was fucked up buffoonery, you know? Yeah. Uh, quit, Karen, Quentin, Tino, whatever. He can't stop his racism. And do it. Yeah, but... Had to get a little trade off. I said, "Oh, he busted some ass," but uh, overall, it's still some. Like you said, it was it was a minstrel show. No unity either. Ain't not one black person joined up with the motherfucker to go kick some white ass. But the, but he joins up with the white okay. man. First of all, yeah. our family Real. was not in nice dresses like that. Okay, the time period wasn't. The Madison J. Walker wasn't there with the hot comb all permed and, out. And, and, and Rick Ross would. Rick Ross wasn't on the seat. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. They could at least play some PE or something back there, huh? They could put the Rick Ross and shit. Oh, man. Out of control, man. Again, bro. That was for aesthetics. That was movie magic. That was for aesthetics. Oh, no that was for how people look. But listen, right? I'm gonna let, let me let Richard Pryor tell y'all something real quick. Let me see, make sure this is the right one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Find it clear because it is that was kind of muffled. Hold on, check it out. 
All right, all right. Now hold on. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play like ten seconds, and y'all tell me if y'all can hear this clear. Damn. 
Yeah. <laughs> Speak for itself. Huh? And we know what type of jokes Rich tell. Rich tell the truth jokes, but he tell it in a funny way where you laughing, but you laughing at the truth. He ain't telling no motherfuckers. Yeah, what did you laughing for? These ain't jokes that I'm telling here. <laughs> it's only if you feel like it's a motherfucking joke, is it? And because it's so real, you got to laugh in order not to be like, what the fuck? Yo. And I saw that the video on that shit, like actual footage, um, your boy had posted it. King Love had posted it shit on one of them. He did a uh, blog, did a post. Use that shit. Ah, uh, the shit fucked me up when I heard it. And then Mooney be trying to talk like he on some revolutionary shit. Paul Mooney. Y'all look at sweet. That's why he can talk that shit. Man, nigga was on. Time it is with him. They know what time it is. He only go up so far. He can say what he want to, man. He just, he just, boy, bitch, they just suck the dumb dicks. He just, he just, like they would ever feel like. Pretty much. He's top fag. He's big dog fag. He probably like the missus. You know how the motherfucker who, who groom all the rest of the motherfuckers <laughs> coming in. For a life. Because they be having them. They be having motherfucking thighs like that. Where the fuck did, where the fuck was, where the fuck? Uh, the fag was talking about that shit. The fag, oh man, I think that was uh, on the show with the fag. And the fag was talking about how big fags in each city. And bags be grooming, and they have a place where you can go where it be like a, a head bag, and they be grooming the other bag. Where the fuck did I hear that at? Oh, man. So you know in the, in the industry like that, they always got handlers. Damn, skippy. Make sure you you going right. It's like your boy, it's like Brother Tim just said, man, when you around that type of shit, man, if you a real motherfucker, man, you can't. You can't be at ease and be cool being around that type of shit, man. I don't give a fuck with nobody tell you. I don't care how much really? money a nigga paying you. You can't do it. If you a real motherfucker, you can't do it. But your spirit going to be letting you know, like, bro, you need to get the fuck up out of here. Unless you about what they about, whatever money they got to offer you, nigga, that ain't the type of money we want, nor the type of influence we want. So, yeah, that shit wild, man. Hmm. Fucked up. Mm. But then when you see them type of individuals and you look at their life, like you see how Richard Pryor went out, fucking with the white woman, this and that, fucking with the, fucking with the white bitch as far as the cocaine and shit go. But the nigga went out. Get around that energy, man. That energy becomes a part of your circle. That's why if a nigga ever get, if a woman or a black woman or man ever voluntarily, voluntarily engage in homosexual activity, nigga, it changes your whole aura. When a nigga get penetrated, nigga, that shit changes your whole aura. You will never be able to fake the funk back to the point where you will be, you know what I'm saying, around motherfuckers who can't keep your vibe, especially if you're around a real nigga, it'll do something to you, man. Where it just I don't I me personally that's how I feel. I feel like that shit is just I don't feel you could you could you can maintain, you know what I'm saying, a straight walk after you engage in that shit. 
voluntarily. You know what I'm saying? It is just changing, nigga. It gotta change you, man. Now, that's, uh, I've seen this motherfucker. They just put a fag. The boxer just got caught being a fag. He and some gay porno come out talking about some. Uh, 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 I was drunk. <laughs> 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 I was drunk. And that's why I was in the movie like that. Then his daughter said, man, you need to go kill yourself, yo. Damn. <laughs> That's the only way you can do it. Then now he done come out like, oh, now he come out now. Yo, the producer of the video was like, yo, listen, man, you better, you better, you better stop. Keep it one hundred, huh? Y'all people like, yo, you better stop telling people you was drugged. Yo, we gonna sue you, man, because you telling people we drugged. (laughs) Video, we gonna come out. shot you a couple of tracks on the little Google uh, mail, bro. So I shot you like three joints. So if you check them out, let me know what you think. I did that to you earlier when I was over at the little Donato's for the boys rolled up on me and shit. All right, I'm gonna, let me see. Let me, let me see if I can find them. Uh, I'm going to look for them, and I'll, and I'll right. play the joint. Check it out so far. I'm sure you like that shit. When you really peep that shit, that they've been running that motherfucking homosexual agenda for a long time. Yeah, 
they know new shit. They just did sophisticated they uh methodologies now. Mm-hmm. This empire is like a new uh application that they using, man. Like you can be you know <laughs> you could be a gangster. <laughs> you could be a killer thug, homo, fuck boy and shit. I know it ain't just usually needed with this with the wire and shit, but this empire is some new shit, man. I don't know the way they trying to do this shit, man. That shit crazy, man. Uh, yeah, like said, the way they doing this is something. It's something else, man. It's some new shit, man. You know, it went from purses. Remember, remember, guys had the big purses on. Remember, they was wearing purses just a little while ago. Job, Snoop, all along. All along was wearing purses. <laughs> I remember that, man. I, I remember that because I said I had a little purse. I thought there was handbags, bro. There was there was satchels, wasn't it? The, those are pocketbooks. Uh, those yeah, are pocketbooks now. Those are pocketbooks. Yeah, these sisters could be a guy. It was a pocketbook. Like, grandma got it. So get that pocketbook. Oh, the, uh, the, the bulldogs, they did a they did a good uh, satire on that too, man. They had the, uh, what's the dude, uh, Gangsta Missions, man, this nigga here. You know, he, was sending, <laughs> he was sending the little boy Riley all kind of clothes and shit. <laughs> Game. It's open season, man. 
know what I'm saying? Then if they can keep the uh, black man and the black woman, black male and black female, from being able to, you know what I'm saying, unify in a healthy structure, then it's going to fuck up a... Uh, It'll fuck up a foundation for a strong black family. And they ain't going to have to really worry about nothing at that point. Mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. And when you look at Empire, that's what they're doing. Like everybody, as you say, everything on there is dysfunctional. I don't see not one happy, cool, chill motherfucker on the whole show. Ain't nobody chilled out, just mellow, cool, like, nah, beat, none of that shit. No warrior type. Everybody just. Get this money, y'all motherfuckers don't let me. Hey, like it's a whole lot of fuckers, man. I look at Cookie like Tahashi, whatever that motherfucker. She looks sick as fuck. I'm like that shit. You can just see the energy coming off of them, even while they acting or whatever. They just got this bad aura on them. When I look at her, I'm like, man, she looks fucked up. When I see, I'm like, she looks fucked up. She's trying to be, they got her personifying like trying to be a man, like a fucking thug nigga and shit. They're taking, they really switching the roles and shit. It's crazy, man. All the dudes is soft. The last episode when I seen when I was at the little shop, they got a female rapper on the label and shit. She's on the stage performing and shit. And then one of the dudes is like, bitch, you weak. You need to get your ass off the stage. You think you coming out like you little dyke bitch, whatever. So the bitch is performing. Boosie's just looking at her. And she's looking at him. She try, He's like, look. He's basically looking at her like, keep doing your thing. Like, don't let this nigga fuck with you. But she goes a couple more bars. And the nigga's like, look at you, bitch. You look dumb as fuck. You need to go sit your little dyke ass down from him. So the bitch, she pretty much turns around and just kicks the nigga in the chest, like lays the nigga out, then bum rushes and start whooping his ass and shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck. This shit crazy. Girl like that. Man, it was some old other shit, man. She just went off like she was a dude and shit. And just, just started whooping the nigga ass. They had to pull her off the nigga. And then they're like, Lucius, we have to take her off the label. She's a liability. We can't risk her out here. In crowds and this and that, I'm like, man, what the fuck is this? He like, nah, we keeping her. That's my artist. Her son was like, you got me here to run the company. He's like, nah, I got you here to follow orders. That's the motherfucking shit. <laughs> but but, the, but she was supposed to be like hostile, you know, G thug broad and shit. I was like, man, they just switching the role. Huh? So the gangster is the, is the woman. The females, they they putting it on the way they putting it on in the show. Like the women is is is, is basically taking on the mask and the roles, and the males is, is is on the feminine shit. From what I'm saying. Uh huh. Uh huh. They soft as fuck. Like I said, all the boys, all the all the sons look like fags. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they look I'm... like males, but they look soft though. They just all clean and nigga got mohawks and perfect stage with beards and shit. I mean, it, it ain't nothing. I don't see no warrior in none of them. They just all look soft. The nigga who the fag probably looked like one of the hardest ones out of them. Out of the three, the nigga who the fucking fag looked tougher than the other two niggas. Y'all talking about? Like, yeah, y'all talking about people told me the fag the toughest of the fag beat the hip hop. Hey, 
So, you know, they telling me this. They telling me, listen, if y'all want to see something good, though, I'm going to tell y'all. I mean, y'all want mm-hmm. something good. I want to, you know, um, you want to see your brother just sunning a white boy and punking him all out, just sunning him real hard. If y'all into, if you into hip-hop and battle rap, if you went to it. But you can check out Calico versus Pat Stay. And, um, Calico versus who? Pat who? Pat Stay. Yeah, the big old white boy. You talking about yeah, the big, big white boy? Cracker. Yeah, big cracker who be trying to stun everybody. Talk enough shit. Real. He talk that racist shit in his legs. And he just he just talk real tough like he'll beat you up because he's a big he's a big white boy. Uh-huh. Yeah, like six four, big six four, two fifty white boy, yeah, football yeah. playing looking nigga. Yeah, big ass linebacker looking motherfucking cracker. Yeah. yeah. Listen, you got to check it out. And if you don't watch it all, go to the third round and at least watch the brothers in the third round. He crushes his ass. It was so disrespectful. So I, it, it was so lovely. I, he first he was stunning the, the whole time, which was really beautiful. Stood it. Uh, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm he was working with the jab, brother. He was working with the lyrical uh, jab. Took him to the. The white boy is a big-ass white boy, so like I said, he, he intimidates people when he comes out there. That's part of his his thing, to be intimidating. Uh-huh. The brother took that shit away from him immediately. Turned it to a bitch. So <laughs> he gave him no space. You know how in a battle rap, like, you got your side, they got their side, and y'all might walk back and forth to each other's side and shit like that. You know, you might yeah. No. Son, after he finished rapping, he just stood right in front of Son, so close that he had no room to move back and forth. All he could do was move <laughs> All he could do was move I said, yo, I can't believe it. I said, I can't believe he's doing them like that. But it felt so good because I seen him really try to stun people. I'm talking about, I seen him say some flagrant shit to a brother and talk to him. From the sideline, real greasy, like here, yeah, do something to him, and you know uh-huh. he just he just a flagrant white boy like that, and everybody be kind of shook of him. But yo, that was just so. If y'all want to see white boy get shut down, I know I know y'all looked at the B dot versus the whatever uh, cracker that was, but this one right here was definitely something even. It was physical. He got physical with him. Uh huh. He got physical with him. It got physical with him in a manner that was so disrespectful that that it was. I, I don't know. The, the right way, it wasn't nothing he could do. It was, it was <laughs> you see I can't wait with, to see it. Yeah, I'm about to check that shit out here a little bit. I'm telling you, listen. You go straight to the third round. He's gonna he's gonna pull the scheme out. He's gonna do a little scheme about how tall the white boy is. And man, man, what do you do after this? Oh, man, we need the white boy's name. It is hilarious. What, I can't. What you say the white boy's name was? Pat, he what? Pat Stay. Okay, I can see. I got. Okay, okay, okay. I know it pop. I know it pop up. Yeah, it popped in. I'm gonna check it out here in a minute. It's only like what? It's only the first round. I see it for here. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. Okay. 
Got 31 minutes, round, 18 seconds. Yeah, the first round was, was it, you know, the first round was good. He did his thing in the first round. You know what I'm saying? I think he three old the, the motherfucking white boy personally. And that's just. How much was the, how much bread was up with the line? Oh no, they, they already get paid before the before they Oh, so it ain't like if I win, then I the, the winner takes the money and both of them get, get 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 kicked out. Yeah, they already they already paid. They got contracted. They probably they you know, I would say Calico probably got about twenty racks. Yeah. Oh, twenty racks probably. You know what I'm saying? Probably better, but he got he got at least twenty thousand for that. You see the one with uh Cassidy and the white boy what was his name like forgot what the white boy's name was. Cassidy marked his ass, bro. Yeah, yeah, I seen that. But Cassidy uh he couldn't deal with these with the ones who the with the dude who rapping now. Yeah. Couldn't deal with the with the top <laughs> dudes. Yeah, the top tier niggas would tear Cassidy ass up. Yeah. Straight up, they that raw. Ain't no music neither. It's all acapella. Yeah, all acapella. Yeah, they all either. acapella. Yeah, they yeah. either smooth. They got a couple battle leagues where they give you a beat. I've seen some battle leagues where they give you a beat. So he might do good there, but but regular battling, nah, man. He's a, he's a okay. I'll be banging myself. I, I don't like swimming without no beat though. It's just like I like a nice beat make my. My creativity just it'll give me a nice vibe to rock on and shit. And a lot of these niggas don't be freestyling though; they coming with written shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Now see, that's what battle rap nowadays is. Yeah, is about written. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, rare uh, for you to do uh, on the spot type of thing. Like it's rare. Mm-hmm. That's that's rare right now for you to be on the spot. You know now. And that's, you get signed. Smack niggas be having like three months to prepare their shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a job. It's a full-time job for a nigga like, that like, like, How you give a nigga three months if the niggas still don't be having balls sometimes? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> niggas get out in front of that crowd, that spotlight, and get shook. Mad 
and Drake be sponsoring a lot of that shit too. Yeah, yeah, Drake that came on as a sponsor. That's what I'm saying, like, they got major money. That's what I'm saying, they got major money back in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Drake got a can with the Canadian League. That's the fall, shit. That's where the downfall starts right there. Already. You, you know it already. That's, that was the infiltration. That was, that's why Smack say, uh, or, uh, 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 um, what do you say? He said respected, imitated, but never duplicated. You can't duplicate respect. Yeah, you can't copy respect. You can't copy respect. Yeah. yeah. And, and everybody want to be on the smack. So let me ask you: Is is that who daylight and them be coming through? Daylight and uh, like all the uh, the disaster nigga and all that shit. They be freelancing though. Like daylight goes from lead to league. He'll be on King of the Dot. He'll be on Smack. He'll be on whoever's paying. Or, that's what daylight don't. Daylight where whoever paying man. Nigga, oh, okay. <laughs> whoever got that bread. Daylight that's the side nigga. Daylight that's the side nigga. Be rapping about fucking this Diddy and all this shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. This nigga. This nigga's a, a attention whore. He's an attention whore. <laughs> See, he got that mask like the spawn on his face, man. Yeah, nigga, look like you do. <laughs> That's a real underground. <laughs> he changed identities, man. Identity changer. He's trying to get his papers on Ali But that king of the dot, though, it'd be over there on the West Coast because, you know, smack the East Coast type of motherfucking show. Now, he started going all the way to the Midwest as far as St. Louis and shit like that, but he really don't do no California, Washington. He don't do no shows out there like that. So that's how the King of the Dot motherfuckers also got in because they started hosting all the West Coast shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, though. I done heard some of them battles. Them niggas do be saying some, some, some shit, though, lyrically. So little niggas be covered with some raw ass shit. If you ain't got your A game, you don't want to get the fuck up out there. Now, I always, you know, I, I go and listen to the battle rappers. I like them better than what mainstream hip hop is. They more, like you said, they more witty. You know what I'm saying? And just that wordplay, just listening to them. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it puts your mind, it gets you thinking. Because they say shit, you know, if you, if you get something to top notch, guys, man, they saying shit that's so motherfucking slick, man. You might have to listen to it twice. Maybe twice to catch yeah, even that's getting watered down uh, now. The, the last one I heard was Lux and uh and Charlie Clips. And, and, and shit, both of them had, had bought a little something nice to it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now them two of the them two of the better um them two of the better motherfucking people up, you know, that's like yeah. when people be arguing, they'll argue over them two is who's number one, who's the best out of them. You know what I'm saying? But I think I, I like uh, Golden Lux a little bit better. I like his flow a little bit better. Charlie Clinton be funny, though, but he predictable. I know what he's going to say. I ain't going to lie, man. This Loaded Lux that even got me into that battle rap shit, man. When I when I seen that Loaded Lux versus Calico, man, that was the first battle rap I had seen. You know what I'm saying? That's it. <laughs> I was like, man, you hear me? I, <laughs> 
it, it was like it was like a first hit of some goddamn good weed or something. Shit, like that. I need to find some more of that. Shit. <laughs> yo, yo, son, yo, he brought he brought people back to back to what hip hop is and rhyming and all that shit with that man. Yeah, yeah. He, he and you know it was the you know what was the next one I seen was Daylight versus uh, Charlie Clips. That was the second one I seen. I was like, them niggas both came. I, that that was before I knew Daylight was on that other shit. You know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, this nigga got the flow. You know what I'm saying? Now he can rap his yeah. ear. But he, in his mind, he's some sick ass niggas talking. Like he be talking some crazy. Yeah, he had he had control, <laughs> man. That's why I seen that other shit. I was I, like, this that's nigga why I want to man. I talk to him one time. I call this motherfucking thing. I hit him up on Twitter because I said, I, I, I need to ask you a question, man, because I, I listen to you motherfucking rapping and shit, nigga. You got to let me know if you're a faggot or not, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, real talk, though, now, real talk. Like, yo, son, like, is, you, is this a motherfucking act or is you really a faggot? Like, because, like, you know what I'm saying? Inquiring minds need to know. Did he eat that? Nah, he ain't nah, he hit me back. <laughs> you got your, you got your answer, brother boy. He ain't hit you back, brother boy. Hey. Nothing I know about my nigga. Check the email, Niggas, if a nigga wasn't about that, like that ain't even no that ain't even no slick shit to rap about though. Who rap about fucking yeah, another no. man? Like I, nigga, you lost the battle right there. You lost by default. Nigga, it's over. So nigga, do he make a video saying this crazy shit? Now he won't say this shit in the battle, but nigga, he won't get booed off the stage. You can't say that shit like yeah. that. You'll get booed off the motherfucking stage for that shit. The niggas will catch you with that gay shit and boo you right out of here. But he'll do a video and say some dumb shit like that and make someone here fuck dead. 